The Gap. This is the show that we do over here. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. Joining me today, we have Mr. Five, the Hip Hop Five. And uh, we are, the, the point of Bridge the Gap is to talk to people who are along their journey, right? Like you're on a journey, we're all on journeys. And we're all at different places in, these, in the journey that we're on. And through our journeys, we have developed knowledge nuggets. These are the things that are dope, that are little wisdom points that have helped us in our life. So as we go through your life and learn about you, we're going to be able to find new knowledge nuggets that enlighten all of us to elevate to a bigger point. It's probably not the most typical interview shit in the world. It is what it is, but um, yeah, brother. I'm really excited to learn about you because, yo, this guy makes some noise in this contest grind. So I met five through this contest grind. I don't think we've talked much before this other than a whatever, whatever, but basically <clears throat> we do these breaking records. This shit's got a $500 cash prize. This shit's got classified as a judge. I'm feeling cocky like a motherfucker. I pull my shit out. I see five's entry. I shut the fuck up, sat down, and put, I was in my place, my guy. I was over. I said, I don't, and then I, I, look, five stood out to me, though, because I've seen a lot of his little contest entries. I call them little because they're literally small songs in the sense that they're quite short, so it's little in that regard. Um, a lot of them that I've seen, and he's extremely stand out with a versatile flow. But when you listen to the bars, it's not just limited to cultural references and braggadocio. It almost puts out this ethos of a person with a stellar work ethic that cares about the craft of things, but also the branding and image that he puts out into the world. And I heard all that through the lyrics that you put out, because like I said, we never really talked that much. And that stood out to me compared to a lot of, not no disrespect, but it stood out to me as an attractive quality within your lyrics that maybe you had a lot of the hard stuff, whatever, but that soulful shit was just prevalent throughout all of it. Um, I know that you came second place in this Bars of Death competition as well. And I don't think people realize how many people participate, like how many people you actually beat out that you were just like yeah. the most standout competitor. Yeah, no, world. those were, in fact, those are probably two of the biggest contests that I've done. Um, and, you know, it's well put together. They get a lot of entries. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I find the ones that, you know, uh, you know, do by Friday, next Friday or whatever, it's, you know, get as many entries and it's just word of mouth, you know, really at that point. Um, so, you know, Breaking Records crew did, did a good job promoting it. They got a good following. Bars of Death, you know, I've, I've seen them kind of grow since uh, I think I joined them back like last May, June, something like that. Mm -hmm. So shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, man. And it's all, you know, we're all in the same boat, you know, we're all just trying to be heard. And, you know, for the most part, we're all artists in one, one form or another. So, mm -hmm. um, you also, know, it, it's, all, it's all networking, man, for me. You won the clash contest, which is some Montreal shit, which is also how you ended up here. I forgot about that. Shout out smoking ink because they're the homeboys for real. Yeah, yeah. So you want oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't interacted too much with them, so I, you know, my yeah, apologies. They're I, like real ones. Yeah, no, shout out to them too, um, and, and really anybody who runs, you know, these types of pages and and uh, you know stuff like. Can I swear on this show? <laughs> I just want to make sure. Enjoy, I watch my guy, we fucking good. <laughs> cool, cool. Um, all right, yeah, no. Um, so fuck them. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> nah, man. Um, yeah, nah. It's, it's uh, it's all love, man. Anybody who's doing this grind is it's, it's yeah. tough, man. It's you know, we all got jobs, families, kids. But that's where it's interesting because your grind led you to this moment and other people's grinds may lead them to this moment in other times, but in this moment, it's your grind. So you are actually the star of the show in this moment, whereas other people are cool. Everyone's cool, but not everyone's five. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Everyone yeah. may have been five. Anyway, that's a joke. Actually, uh, I do have like a token, like first question. I run through it, everybody, and then we just kind of break into whatever and however it flows. But um, I just yeah, think yeah. it's kind of important. Shout out Lamef for the raid. Hey, Lamef coming through. Woo! That's amazing. Oh, I like Ismail made a joke. Not everybody's a five on five, but five might be more on the five on five sphere than other people. Yeah, it's not like I'm not, I don't like to lie. I also don't like to gas people up, but I do think you're special compared to a lot of people. I even, you're the only person I think I ever put a, I'm kind of jealous of him bar out into my own shit. And you can, if you watch that shit I did just to Santa, I say this bar, you'd rather, you might want to listen to five on a track. Because everyone was fucking with you and they weren't fucking with me. <laughs> the facts it's of the situation. All, it's all love. I, you know, I, I appreciate the, uh, you know, you know, honesty, if you will. But it's, uh, you know, that's not the goal, right? I mean, we're here to build each other up. I know. Um, you know, some people yeah, listen. You know, hard hard work beats talent, man. So you, you, know, you can try to have both. with you though. Not everybody's humble like that. Not everybody's. Yo. You're right. Okay, let me do my first question. Your story is dope. We're tired to talk about you because you are special, my guy. I'm sorry. It's what it is. I, you can argue with me if you want, but my perception is not your perception. Oh, no, no. I get it. Um, yeah, now listen, like, well, there's the other side of me, too. And, you know, you see that side, like, there's, you know, it's all in me, right? But um, I just, you know, I was, I'm not a dick, but, like, at the same time, like, yeah, I, I know that, um, you know, I can see the gap and separation and, like, but, like, it's, it's, I, I don't Everyone's look at at a different place I don't in their journey. So, exactly, exactly, exactly. I, I say um, that sincerely. I know I had a weird look on my face, but I mean that. That's, that's a really good way to put it, actually. I mean, because we all are. Everybody's, some people are just starting out. You might have people, you know, um, and then they, you could you could tell, you know what I mean? But it doesn't make, uh, it's not better or worse. It's just growth. That's all. I'm just mm. a, you know, a bigger tree. I, I've just grown more. That's all. Um I hear it. Let's do that first question because it brings you all the way back to you you being the youngest of young we're going to talk about. So it's a bit of a story. It's going to take me a minute to get through the question, but when it lands, you'll be able to answer it. I promise everyone's been able to do it. So it starts off with my girlfriend washing the dishes, listening to that Black Eyed Peas song that I got a feeling. And I'm like, she's dancing and she's washing dishes. And this is 2020. And I'm like, man. Remember back in the day, I don't know how old you are, etc. But for me, it was back in the day when we were out clubbings and barzings and shit. That was the shit at like two in the morning to jump around to drunk as fuck with our circle dances. And we were singing that crap. Shout out DJ Bobby Payne who popped in. Um, and so we're vibing to that. And I'm like, yo, wait a second. That used to be club music, right? It used to. But now it's chores music or mom music or however you want to frame this shit. And it could be workout music. But it it used to be club music and now it's this shit because your decades gone by which then made me go yo all that club music it's just chores and workout music in the future that's all it's destined to become which is fucking dope but it's dope because it's like music kind of has places over time and shit which is actually magical so the shit you're making today could be somebody's fucking punching a punching bag song in 10 years which is fire if you think about it right right and then uh it brought me back to being like five you know, real young. And I started thinking about how my mom did chores to these discos, these little fucking shitty tapes she would buy that were knockoff disco covers. And they would, it, that would be like she'd dance around to it or whatever. And my dad had these tapes of Led Zeppelins and it was all tapes. Tapes was a big thing. And, you know, car rides with different vibes and shit. And we had the radio. But what I realized is I had no fucking control in what I listened to at this time in my life. My parents, my environment, it 
decided the very core foundation of the musical journey I would go on in my life. So a lot of people think it starts when you're 12, you're 13, you're getting into your shit. And for most people, that's when they get into their shit. But really, it starts when you're mad young with your earliest memories. So I was hoping you could take us back to being like five or whatever, right? And you get it, like five, no, but like being like young. And you could tell us a little bit about the musical landscape of being that young in your world. Yeah, man, that's that's a really deep fucking question. I love it. Um, I th- you know, I think on the level of uh, on that level too. But um, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. So I mean, the uh, first few names that would jump out to me. So like, you know, I, I'm really close to my mom. Mm. Um, you know, she had me when she was young. She was 16. So you know, um, we're we're really close. So the the era of music that was like starting to get popular, like early 90s. I'm 33. Um, so you're fresh. That's my I'm, age. I'm not you know, my dad. No, nah, I'm 34. I lied. I just turned 34. Okay. I don't even know what day That's it is my anymore. Girlfriend's age. Whoops. <laughs> We're the same age. That's all good. Yeah, don't let her hear that. You're gonna get in trouble. Nah, she's right. There. Um, <laughs> I'm busting. Um, yeah, no, nah, I, I think uh, you know. My, so my mom, you know, she was listening to Lauren Hill. She was listening to um, Sade. You know, Mariah Carey was. My mom was a huge Mariah Carey fan. Boys to Man. Like it was all like soulful, like R&B shit, like that. My mom would listen to. Um, you know, as far as rap, like the first like time I, I listened to hip hop, it's probably uh, Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise. That movie, you know, I, it was so dope, Dangerous Minds. And I remember that song. I think it was probably like, the first song where, uh, if you remember, like, you what, eight, nine when that shit drops. Yeah. Yeah. I was born in 86. So that was about like 92, 93. So oh, like that, that early. Yeah, shout out. That, hold on. I got what, it, I no, got Dangerous it. Minds would have been 90, 95, maybe. Yeah. So I was about, yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, you're so right. I just got to pause and say thank you for the bits, DJ Bobby Payne, because on Twitch they throw bits, which is like pennies at the strip club is the best way I can describe it. So man, just yeah. threw like a dollar at me. Like we all like up there. So shout out DJ Bobby Payne for the bits. I'm just saying that's dope. Um, not to cut you off, but it's like the Twitch rules and shit. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, man. Uh, you know, you want to want to show love to those who, to those who are showing love. So, um, yeah, no. So, I mean, you know, like when when I didn't have a chill. Now, you know, well, that was like when I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Like, I like the vibe. Like, um, I remember, like, you know, I used to love uh, the song "Kiss from a Rose." Yo, that Seal. is a banger. Okay, I don't oh. care what anyone says. Absolutely. I saw so that movie. Uh, excuse me, that song was in. I think it was in a Batman movie, like one of like the bad ones. Yeah, this is um, nifty. I don't know if you notice they, what you're doing, but you're connecting your earliest music memories to significant movie, movie uh, soundtracks. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so exactly. So um, I used to love the song Space Jam. I fucking play that. I still play that song. I play it for my daughter when we jam out in the, uh, in the basement. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think that that's probably it, right? I mean, you know, make that connection when we were younger like that. We were watch. we heard a song that we liked in a movie or a show or something that we heard. And that's, you know, that's how we, we kind of attach the artists. Um, that's big though. Without even knowing it, I guess you could say. Yo, cause like I hear a lot of different stories, but I fucks with your version of the story more than a lot of other people's versions. Cause now that I think about it, yo, yo, there was a lot of songs from that I fucked with that were because we watched a lot of movies a lot, right? And so my parents right. were fucking really into VHSs. Like we would go to the movie store and like fucking bang out Friday night deals, boom, boom, boom. But we always would watch like the same shit like over and over and over again. If I really think about it, like they had their favorites and they they could just watch them over. But they all had these songs. 
And then if I think about it, those are my parents' favorite fucking jams too. So in a sense, I got exposed to a lot of stuff like that too. You know, Space Jam is actually a great soundtrack. Uh, I don't know how they got so many hard rappers on this kids' movie shit, but it's fire if you really think about the beauty. Well, of the Space and that's Jam why the, that's why it was like the golden era of hip hop, man. You know, and, and I know, uh, you know, um, it, it wasn't where hip hop started, but for me, it was. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like that was like you know. Who, who did you start getting into is a completely different question than who did you have no choice to listen to. So I like that concept. Um, so, yeah, no, my, my mom liked, um, you know, Mary J. Blige. She was another one. Um, as far as, like, she liked LL, you know, she had, like, she was a big, like, LL Cool J fan. Um, the, the Nas and Jay-Z was, like, just after her. That's, like, our, you know, like, like Drake and, like, J. Cole. Like, she liked Jay-Z, but, like, her Jay-Z was my J. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, um she didn't grow up listening to it, but she can bump it. And, uh, yeah, no, my mom's one of my biggest supporters. Uh, and my father, too, he listened to hip-hop. He used to listen to, like, you know, now he was listening to, like, Run DMC. Um, <laughs> you know, he was listening to uh, Beastie Boys. Like, he was listening to, like, that that like era. You know what mm. I mean? No, that's dope, though, right? Because it kind of frames a lot. Of, you're versatile, right? Yeah, I love that. Ladies love Cool James. I, I thought that shit, but it was, like, ladies do love Cool James. That's kind of what it is. Oh, this artist is five. It is five. I may have misspelled it a little bit by accident because I wasn't paying attention. I don't know if it was with a five ever, and I just remember it like that. But like now it's F. It's all good. Yeah, I seen it on the flyer. Um, Yeah, no, I I just I spell it out F I V E, but it's you know I think your way. If uh, if you put it into YouTube, you probably you know, and that was my name. You're probably more likely to find me because of the uniqueness. But I felt like it was it was. originally uh, uh unoriginally original uh, like you know what i mean uh, in so terms like, of spelling I just it did I, that by I, accident. I don't know i was no no right not after. you were talking about me no but, but i mean i spelled it wrong and i felt real bad about that if you watch the early part of this stream okay. you will watch me realize i spelled it wrong and go rush to correct it everywhere <laughs> and my, my job is to make sure that they know exactly how to spell it every time you I know see. what i mean if I'm, doing, if I'm doing my job right then they don't have to know so i'm not doing my job right it's not your fault I know what um, it was. You had the Grand Theft Auto Five with a V or something, and that shit was in your promotional advertising at one point. And I believe I took that, and that fucked with my perception of your name. So in a sense, it worked. Yeah, no, anyway, no uh, we do have a good question that I forgot to ask. That usually comes good after that first first question. Uh, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from Rhode Island. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are, but you know, between Boston and New York. We're closer to Boston, um, like Providence area. Uh, you have to go through Connecticut, then New York. We're about two and a half hours away. So we're kind of right in the middle there, um, East Coast. Um, I, I go this far in depth every time because not many people know who, uh, excuse me, not many people know where Rhode Island is, like that live in the States, never mind in Canada. So <laughs> I just make sure everybody knows. I'm just like covering your face for a second. And then we found Rhode Island on the map. And now we can oh. now. It's over here, everybody. That's where it is. Holy <laughs> fuck, that's south as fuck. I mean, it doesn't look... Oh, it's... Okay, no, never mind. I wasn't scrolled up. That's north-south. It's a weird place. I don't even... I guess... Okay, I, I get it. We just looked at the geography. Anyway, you know what? It's fine. I was curious. I wanted to visualize it. I didn't know where Rhode Island was. Because, yo, I talk to a lot of people now in the States, and I'm like, I don't fucking know where anything is in the States. Yeah, no, that's why I went and that was why I went into it that thorough. You know, I, I can't just answer, you know, Texas or, you know what I'm saying? Like I say Rhode Island and then it's like, oh, where's that? I never heard of it. And then it's like, so I just skip the steps and tell <laughs> tell everybody ahead of time. But yeah, no, no, we're, um, you know, it's, most people know Providence, you know, that's not capital. That's where our, 
Um, you know, our airport is actually not based out of there, but it's, you know, it's TF Green Airport in Providence. But, um, mm. you know, Providence Friars, we don't have much to hang our hats on, but <laughs> Rhode Island's nice, though. I love it here, man. It's just home. I respect that. I mean, I live in Montreal. It's Shout not the same, Island. but yo, Rhode Island, I've heard of. I just didn't know where it is on a map. But to be honest, I sit there and go, where's Boston? And then go, oh, that's where Boston is. And then go through that process like I'm a goldfish when it comes to American geography, like all the fucking time. So I, I used think... to be really good at geography when I was in uh, like elementary school, like this United States geography anyway. But mm. I respect that, though. I mean, I barely know Canadian. I know Quebec geography, though. I'm really good at that part because it's around me and I've looked at it a lot on the maps. <laughs> But um, that's still dope yeah. that you have such a versatile fucking array of musical influences to kickstart it. Were y'all fucking with vinyls or tapes? Um, it was like tapes in the CDs, not necessarily vinyls. Like mm -hmm. I got it, like I knew what a vinyl was, but like I didn't have uh, a lot of friends that like had. But like once I got into high school and shit, like you know that's when I started to meet people who actually own vinyl. And I'm like, oh shit. Um, but yeah, it was mostly tapes, tapes, and then we went into CDs. Um. You know the era of, i remember like burning cds off of like kazaa and like mm. uh napster the radio yeah 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 so with uh you're talking about like recording like a song while it was on yeah yeah sometimes I'd have, to rush to get, I'd have to rush to get a tape and i'd only get half the track because i couldn't find it to get it in right and record it in time so i uh, yes i absolutely done that <laughs> that's amazing and it's cool because like it's good to get ourselves back into this frame of mind people don't know how much they forgot about how interesting they were at five I know it's fucking weird to say, but people often don't think about how cool they, you know, I've heard about a lot of stuff. So that's why my follow-up question is going to be focused on other elements of shit. So were you ever into dancing? Was that something a little five-year-old five was up to? No, but I, I got a really uh, one of my really good friends, one of the dudes I came up with, uh, dance. And actually, well, yeah, one of my he taught one of my really good friends also how to dance. Um, there's a really uh, really good dancer, Calvin Fabian, from out here. He owns his own uh, kind of like company and, and and dance team and whatnot, and you know and teaches like the youth and community and shit. Uh, me personally, nah. But I'll dance at a wedding if I'm drunk and Respect. we're gonna have a blast. But. Um, I'm not, uh, yeah, I never got into it, though. I love watching it. I wish I could do it. That's, like, one of the things I wish I could do that I can't. <laughs> what about drawing and stuff? Because, you know, graffiti art's another element, so I include drawing yeah. and shit in that. Were you interested in that when you was mad young? Yeah, I'm still, yeah. I, yeah, I've always, yeah, absolutely. In fact, I won most artistic in, like, you know, it was, like, one of, like, my middle school. I don't know if it was, like, seventh or eighth grade or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, no, I, I've always been uh, a, a decent drawer. Uh, I guess you could say illustrator, if you will. Um, and yeah, yeah, I've, I've always been creative. You know what I mean? Like that, that's like, whether it be with drawing or whether it be with, um, you know, obviously music, um, you know, finding a game, like, you know, finding a game in the, in the uh, whatever it was, I, like, I'm, I'm very creative, think quick. And uh, yeah, I've always, I've always done that. So did drawing ever, was fun. Did you ever have interest in production side of things? Are you an engineering dude or are you more of a rapper dude alone? Um, I've always, I've always just brought the bars and it. it's like, I'm, I've literally in the last, like, um, I'd say year now, maybe like nine months or so, I, I've really kind of been transitioning. Cause I think that's the one thing I was missing. Um, no matter how dope I write my bars and I envision them in my head, when I go into the studio, if it's not an engineer that I, I'm working with one-on-one, -on -one, specifically where like they know me and I know them, the chemistry, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it doesn't there. come out. 
and, and, it's, and it's, you know, obviously it's not, it's, it's convenient in price sometimes, you know? Um, so that's why I had to get hands on. So I actually started uh, fucking around with pro tools last july so we'll get we'll uh, definitely get to that part i'm just trying to because you know sometimes people start telling these crazy stories about dubbing tape on tape and making beats at like seven and i'm like you know what maybe five has that story so I ask everybody kind of like yo i'm pretty like let's run through yeah. shit when you're young and then sometimes i find out about drama presentations and plays and all this other crap people got up to that we all fucking did and loved when we were young and then got old and cool and forgot about so like um, I fucking love this part. It makes me nostalgic every time. But yeah, like, yeah, no, I feel you. But I usually feel like at a certain point, even though you may have had a lot of songs you knew when you were young, there's usually a certain point, and we've linked it to about puberty through this interview series, where you start going from yo, those that's the music to that's my shit. Like that's you hear a song and it changes everything, and all of a sudden music is seen like differently in your life. I'm wondering if you remember that moment or what that song yeah it was big it was big pun the harsh realities of life would take a toll even jesus christ forsake my soul please tell me what price to pay to make it home take control once i heard that shit from big pun i said um i like i i had i have goosebumps right now thinking about it just thinking of bringing me back to that time um that was like i was into hip-hop by then but like I, i was like holy shit what did he just say you know and um i felt like with my creativity i could always do something like that and that's when i decided i think Okay, this is dope. Um, I, I could. I, this is what I want to do, and not necessarily. You know, I didn't decide at that point I want to be a famous rapper, right? You know, <laughs> but my point is, uh, that's the first song that jumps out to me, where I was like, "Yep, this is dope." Mm. Um, now, in terms of like inspiration for me to write, is what that song was. Is your question based off of like? Honestly, okay, I like it wasn't even that far. It was more like okay, I'll frame it. Like sometimes it's like it's 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 vague on purpose because like I don't really know people well. I'm trying to get to know you all on the fly. Yeah, it was yeah. our first real chat, just so that the people watching know, you know, like just, you know, I'm I'm okay with talking about what I do. Um, but like for myself, that like the moment I'm thinking of is I'm like 12. Yeah, we're in grade six. And we're doing some school choir bullshit, but we have an hour and we all agree the thong song is the shit. And for an hour, we played the thong song. And and after that moment, I just loved music different. And maybe the song is great for what it is for a 12 year old boy, but it was more than that. That song is a banger, regardless of how ludicrous that video is. Mm-hmm. Like it's so well constructed and it's just all of a sudden i started caring about buying albums and getting into music and like that was a big moment in my life which led to a lot of other things yeah yeah um yeah no i think that there's there's uh there's a few so ghetto superstar for some reason sticks out to me like it's like if i'm putting myself at that age in that time um like with maya and odb like the uh the Method Man and Mary J. Blige song, um, you know, oh, I need to get that shit. Um, that, that those were a couple of dope tracks um, that I was like, oh yeah, this is dope. Um, but I also had friends. One of my best friends when we were younger, he was um, we, like, we used to do like backyard wrestling, bro, and like they were all like metalheads and like you know, and they were my they were my best friends, man. And these these dudes listen to like Slipknot, Cold Chamber, like. You know, so like I've had a lot of musical influence, and it's like you know, obviously some songs are dope. The shit when they just scream and you can't hear it, yeah, you know, like, obviously not though. 
Um, yeah, yeah, no, dude, they, they got some fucking metal, like, you know, obviously I don't bang it, like, you know, seven o'clock in the morning when I'm going to work, unless I know I'm going to have a bad day ahead of me, but, or I'm stuck in traffic, I just roll the windows down and bang some Slipknot so nobody <laughs> bothers me, I'm playing. Um, no, but, you know, I, the point is that, you know, I've, I've, believe me, I've had a lot of, a lot of different friends, I'm one of those, those people that, you participate know, in this backyard wrestling? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can we talk I was about champ- that more? How? Cause that's <laughs> yo, you might not know this, but I fucks with wrestling. You know what I fucks with? Yeah, I'm, I'm a great shit, shit baby, man. There's a it's huge, there's a huge <laughs> correlation between comic books, um, hip hop, and wrestling, because they're yep. all genres where people create characters upon which they play roles, either as villains or slash heels. Yeah, I know my terms, and the faces of the world. That's the good guys, yep. and we yep, all just yep. kind of integrate into this cool fucking universe. And so when you say you did backyard wrestling, like, yo, I know some motherfuckers that did that shit too. I'm in Quebec. There is this actual scene there for that. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not really the kind of guy that was ever brave enough, but I respect the shit out of you for being that. So, yo, tell us a bit about how that, like, worked in your life, what, whatever. Just literally go on about it for, like, five minutes. Um, yeah, backyard wrestling, man, it was always fun. I was big into wrestling, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, it was like... I don't know, it was just one Saturday, you know, I, we seen some people down the street that were doing it and there was like a league and I, I used to be like really, really athletic, um, like, you know, flips, cartwheels, in shape, um, you know, I was 12, fuck, right? <laughs> we're 33 now, 34 now, shit. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, I just, I always love wrestling, um, you know, that it was a way, and you were right, you know, you're right, I'm not like, one, you know, I'm not like a huge, like, mark about it or whatever but um i just always enjoyed like the story that was told and like you know the promos are uh, amazing you know what i mean you remember you remember guys like the rock because he cut those amazing promos you know what i mean he wasn't the best wrestler but guess what he didn't have to be he was his creativity took him to the next level so you don't have to be the best wrestler in the world um to be the best wrestler you get what i'm saying hulk hogan wasn't the best wrestler but guys like uh you know Cesaro, right? That that dude's a friggin' animal, a powerhouse who flies around the ring. Um, if you but, look at but, John yeah, Cena, is a really interesting example that I think a lot of people can learn a marketing point from. John Cena was not the best wrestler. Let's be real. Like all the wrestling people that really cared about wrestling would make fun of his like five move victory thing. I don't remember it, but it was a big thing yeah, in the yeah, communities yeah. I fucked with. Cause I, I watched wrestling hardcore from 07 to 08, but by the end of 08, it was so like, I could tell who was going to win matches in the WWE that it was hard for me to enjoy it. And the horn swoggle thing, it was kind of weird. It was just a weird yeah, angle. Yeah. I didn't know how to do, deal with that. It was weird. What am I watching <laughs> here? But Jeff Hardy, oh my gosh, that guy was crazy. He was so interesting. But then you have John Cena who's winning everything. You know what the main difference between these guys is? Fucking Make-A-Wish. Think about mm-hmm. it. The guy's doing Make-A-Wish. Of course you want to support him. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, it's um, I, I think yeah, I think you're right, right? Obviously, that is like, you know, it's it's a smart um acceptance on his side. But you know, I I don't think John Cena, and maybe he did. I know John Cena's a nice guy. Uh, maybe he went to make a wish and said, "Hey, let me help you." Or if they offered it to him, he I'm accepted. Sure Vince McMahon um, arranged but, that shit. But the right, right. John Cena is also mad charismatic. Don't get me wrong. A John Cena promo is some serious shit. Like I'm gonna tell you something. When I hear, that shit, I turn that song on to hype myself up to this day because it's so banging. 
And I like. Uh, well, I think I think the thing is to learn from Cena. Like for me, if I'm applying it to to life, right? Because that's you know I'm I'm deep on that level too. Is like yeah. you know, guy took his strengths and and he maximized them, right? And so it's like okay. I'm not going to win the crowd. I'm not going to win the crowd over. I'm not going to get that offer from make a wish. Vince McMahon's not going to set that up for me, for me doing backflips off the top rope. And I, and I can't try to be something I'm not, I'm going to use my genuine personality, my creativity and my physique. Right. I mean, I'm going to put the work in, in the gym and get his, Facts. get bigger than it wasn't always that big. Yo, he lifted um, big show. I think at one point, wasn't that a thing he did? He lifted uh, his face got all red and he fucking like burst blood vessels <laughs> as he lifted big show and did his fucking whatever thing. Yo, that is the kind of stuff that gets you to fucking hero status. Who the fuck yeah, could lift uh, big like, show? Like I said, I like, I like, I like Cena. Um, you know, the, the whole backyard thing, that was fun. You know, we, uh, you know, uh, had a bunch of us every Saturday we get together. Um, definitely helped kind of mold me to who I was. Obviously, we get older and, and new groups of friends. And um, then they'll always be, you, you guys, know, like, filming and shit? Like, did you guys scrape yeah, storylines? Yeah, yeah, I can get my hands on probably a VHS. Absolutely. We were, uh, it was it was dope. It was were dope. You, like, mad uh, unsafe about it? No, actually, like, like yes and no, right? Um, we, we weren't as safe as we thought, but we tried to be safer than what was out there, I guess is a, a good way to put it. Um, I've seen some wild shit. But, yeah, no, we weren't stupid. Put it like that. At least I wasn't. I've seen some stupid people. I, like, I'm not stupid, you know what I'm saying? I got more brains and guts. I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, but it also depends on what we're talking about is, is the reward. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think for the, the reward of what you really want, that's when you're – your uh your guts take over your brains but um i'm very calculated you know what i mean and i've always been that way since a backyard wrestler i guess <laughs> oh, that's dude i think it's fucking cool did you have a belt yeah we made them oh, some uh once once we started getting like uh a, a little bit older we get like like the good presents for for christmas right so we didn't have to make it out of cardboard we'd actually get like one one part of a tag team belt and then we made it like our world championship belt but we would add like uh you know, cardboard on the outside, but this time it was like this, like, it wasn't cardboard, it was, uh, you know, plastic, and we, we you duct tape, and, you know, well, we, we got creative with it, you know what I mean? And we made it look as, like, authentic as possible. Um, you know, again, just shedding light on the creativity part, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, no, it was fun, man, and, and, you know, you you felt like you were on stage, even though there was, you know, a few people, but we, we got the whole neighborhood to come watch this one time, man, it was, it was dope. Yo, I'm glad you shared that. You might not think it's as interesting as I think it's interesting, but that, that's riveting shit. It's yeah, me, backyard wrestling. Shout out to the UWA. That's what we call. What does that stand for? <laughs> uh, Ultimate Wrestling Alliance. Um, well, actually, one of my buddies. So one of my buddies actually, he went. Uh, my buddy Anthony. Uh, we've been still good friends to this day. He actually took it to, like the next level. He went to like uh, you know, he didn't go to like professional or uh, whatnot. But to me. Is professional. He's in a ring. You know, he puts on local shows and stuff like that. He was their champion for a little while. Um, you know, he's he's doing the dad thing and the family thing now too. So you know, obviously a lot more to to risk. You got to start thinking about others more than yourself um, when you have a family and shit. But um, yeah, man, it was dope. It was de definitely definitely a big part of uh, what helped mold me. No, but it's crazy, right? Because if you think about um, your presence today. There's got to be a huge connection between your time working out, you know, because if you think about wrestling, half that shit is just melodram melodrama, right? Like, it really is poses and you got to do your struts. I mean, did you guys go that far with it or was it more about the fighting? Nah, yeah, we, like, we tried to make it, like, as, like, 
authentic as what you see on television as possible. Let's put it that way. Like we, we went the whole night. We had gear. Your... We used to like, uh, what up? What's your song? What was your entrance song? Uh, the Deftones, uh, my own summer it was called. That was my entrance music. Storm and Gorman. That's my shit. Storm um, and <laughs> SG, yeah. Name, man. Yeah, we went to uh, we went to Six Flags over here one time, and they had like shirts. And I used to, and I got the shirt made, um, like the airbrush shirts. I don't know if you've been to like the amusement park where they do like the airbrush shirts and shit. Yeah, and man. I got the super, I got the Superman symbol with uh, with the SG in it, and that was uh, that was my wrestling shirt. Um, and that was you know after I made a hundred of them from Walmart and uh, you know markers and shit. We were assholes too. We used to like hold on, you, you know, guys made, made merch for this shit. Or did you make? Oh like, yeah, yeah, we didn't sell it. Um, but you, you know, made it. Uh, Think about what yeah. you're doing, because you you might be like blowing this up. You're not seeing what I'm hearing, right? You're like <laughs> what, 14, 15, being innovative and creating. The f- uh, probably a little younger, probably yeah, yeah, around that age, twelve to fifteen. You know what? All of that makes it more impressive. And instead of sitting there playing, you know what I'm doing at that age, dude? Super f- no, Nintendo 64 is out. Nintendo 64 is my fucking life. You're literally practicing event promotion, marketing strategies. You're practicing. You might not know it at that time. It might not mm-hmm. be. But that is a crazy drive to go and bring something for three years at that age. Well, we would, so so what we would do guy. is we would talk about we would talk about like how we want the outcome of the matches and and shit like that while we were playing sixty four too. So <laughs> um, no, nah, I'm, I'm a huge video game dude too. Uh, well, I, I should say I used to be. I don't play nearly as much i play one game i play nba 2k and that's that's all like i have time for i just hop in the wrecks and stuff but um it, video games was a huge part of my upbringing dude i had 64 super nintendo uh dreamcast i had you know i had the whole the whole the works i had it all that's um and i should say i had it all um in terms of video games i did and at least i felt like i did yeah i was pretty blessed my dad was a he had periods of life where he played a lot of video games uh, I could put it like that. So we had a lot of video games in the house. It was actually kind of yeah. Nice, no, I, I, I feel blessed that you know I, I was able to say that. You know what I mean? I'm not I, like it, you know you hear my story. It's, it's not like a typical like rapper, but like you know I ain't rapping about like killing people neither. Like you know what I'm saying? Like believe me, I got yeah, friends. You know what? <laughs> who I, the people who end up on my show kind of sound interesting and cool like you because you just sound cool to me. You know what? You know what's cool? Having your own fucking backyard wrestling league as a teenager that you guys yeah, was up dope, and took man. serious. Nice now you're out here navigating this world of rap contests and comment sections and stuff like a bus. But you already had to learn a lot of things that people probably don't even learn to this day because you went through some... There's no way you couldn't have learned about conflict resolutions, management, and a lot of weird life grown-up shit. That would have went into working with this many people. How many people were involved? Um, I say we probably had like seven or eight of us that were there. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah, like seven or ten that were like consistent. You can count on them every week. Then there was like that five or six that would, you know, sometimes they couldn't make it, sometimes they could, and then there were, you know, then we had our special guest appearances and. Um, you know, we had talked about it at one point, like saving up our money and buying like an actual ring and, um, you know, and, and just, but by the time you, you start getting older and shit, like it's, again, life just kind of happens that way. You know what I mean? Um, 
but like you gotta it's... understand how dope that part of your story really is because you know the five story is all the five's life put together and the one thing that you don't get to control is what other people think is interesting and i promise motherfuckers are gonna find that interesting we're gonna totally make a youtube <laughs> clip out of fives or backyard wrestling league <laughs> and that's gonna be a dope clip to me i'd fucking click on that shit yo this guy's a fucking backyard what the fuck yo he's 12 doing this shit yo i gotta listen to this shit yo, you know that's a workflow and you're that interesting i didn't make that up that was you yeah man yeah enough thanks man i appreciate that it's just it's uh it's interesting to hear that that's interesting um I don't even know how the fuck we started getting talking about this shit. But <laughs> I do, my guy. But, uh, you came into the little world of the bridging of the gaps, and then I look for things that I think would make for great uh, content for people to hear about that will showcase how your life has contributed along your journey. These things that you don't connect the dots on. Yo, there's an absolute connection between the, the skill set you developed as a teenager doing this that led to your abilities today so maybe parents watching hear that and when they're having parental decisions on should they let the kids have the backyard wrestling league going on or not they go yo but think about five and how that led into great things in his future so there's lots of yeah, layers yeah. to this shit um but i'm supposed to come up with ways to make you come up with interesting things about yourself and elaborate on them right yes sir that's kind of my role don't worry you sound great you're fucking <laughs> killing this shit um so at this time is music part of it are you rapping stills or are you just like a fan of it at this point like i know you got interested in it at the biggie point but usually there's like a transition between you i'm a fan of this shit so i'm a beat this guy yeah so i start i started doing that and um and once i hit high school um and like you know i had heard and and that was the weird thing um when i when i told you about that song with pun right um it wasn't the first time that I, uh, it wasn't the first time that I heard it. Like it was the first time I listened. You know what I'm saying? Like I, Actually, I listened. I, to I know what you're saying, but clarify the difference for the people. So like hearing something is like just you know I'm I'm hearing it and I'm catching it onto the parts that I like, right? So like it, you know it might be a movie like Space Jam or something, and we listen to the Space Jam song. And I hear the whole song, but the only part I'm singing is everybody get up, it's time to sleep. Because that was what caught my, my my ear, right? So in other words, I'm not listening to the words of what he's actually saying and how it's put together. My mind wasn't that developed yet where uh, once I listened to it, when my mind was developed enough to process what the fuck he was saying, I'm like, wow, you know what I mean? Um, and, and that was probably like, I would say like 2000, 2001-ish. Um, I was a freshman in high school and uh yeah no i, I think um my boy i used to have a boy mark uh we're still cool to this day um but he uh you know he was like freestyling and i'm like you know i had one of my other buddies uh pj and one of my other like you know, everybody was like it was like the thing to do like you know you walk down the hall and people in the like in the hallway just like battle rapping you know what i mean so you know you would just kind of listen in um and hear people and i'm like you know i'm just thinking to myself I think I can do that better than them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I felt. Like, that's literally how I felt. So I would practice and then like, you know, I would battle, just battle people and like, you know, like for like to fuck around with it. Like it was never really, really serious, serious. We would just be joking, but I was always like mad funny too. So I knew, I know what makes people laugh. Like I'm, I'm always, always been real, real funny. So, um, Yo, hold on. That's an interesting statement. You might not, you know, you, you, when you use particular language, so when you say certain things, it's going to be sexier than other things. You know, what makes people yeah. laugh. 
Are you willing to elaborate on what you mean by that and how you know what makes people laugh? Um, yeah. So it's like, I, I feel like I, I, I can know, I, I got to know the person, right? It's, it's there's no cookie cutter way to make everybody laugh, right? Not, not everybody likes one comedian or, or not everybody finds has the same sense of humor, but um, some people have a dark sense of humor and you got to know when to switch that, turn that on. Some people have a real slapstick sense of humor, you know? Um, and, and I think it's just adaptability. You got to be able to adapt, I mm-hmm. think is, is probably the deeper part of that where, you know, I, I, I know, I, you got to know your audience. You, you know what I'm saying? You got to know your audience. And um, yeah. yeah, no, I think it, a lot of it is, um, again, just always kind of like, for example, the, have you ever heard of like the, uh, like the bird, like personality test? Um, I, I've done it in sales before, but it was really, really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and, and that's it. There's, there's basically four main birds and, and you know, the eagle, owl, dove, peacock. And, you know, you just got to know who you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, and you because everybody can like really fuck with what he's saying here. If I'm understanding correctly, it's a matter of just mapping out the base personality types you may encounter, assessing what is the room I'm fucking with and playing to those boundaries. And why I think that's super nifty is because I watched that Bodied movie because your battle rap was confusing to me. I don't fully understand it. Bodied is that Eminem produced battle rap movie. And part of that, they have this conversation about how in a lot of ways, if you're playing to a live audience with no footage, you want to play to the audience and treat it more like comedy. But if you're playing to YouTube, make sure you're smart, you know, because like it matters so much. Right. But like so much of it turns into this game of expectation management. What's going to land? What's going to work? And if you're in person in that room, you have to make sure these people get your bars. Otherwise, you're not getting that crowd reaction. So you can come in and drop some soup. And they used one of this guy that was like a huge example of it. And the crowd just kept missing over and over again. Um, I think they were goofing a bit on daylight. But like, <clears throat> in general, when the crowd doesn't understand it, they don't react to it. That's the truth about things in that in live environment. So it becomes that game. So when I hear you talking about a battling environment and leveraging comedy, because let's be real, comedy is a huge part of how you win that shit. Uh, based on crowd reaction, it just again shows and validates what you meant earlier when you say you're real calculated. And so I think it's worth pointing that out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no, nah, it, it's no, it's knowing your audience, it's knowing where you, you know, um, it's and you you have to right if you want if you want to win and you want to be victorious. Nobody's going in something like that to lose. I don't battle anymore, um, just because like it's you know that's how that's that was a cool thing to do, um. Like, I, you know, I'm not against battling. I like it. I would still battle. I'll probably battle somebody eventually, like, like you know, but, like, it's just, I, I would rather do, like, to me, it's, like, dope. It's a respect thing. That's, like, you're fighting for respect. Obviously, they have battle leagues for money and shit like that. And, um, you know, but, like, for, for me, it was, like, I, I always wanted to do more. I want to be more than that. And not to say one's better than the other. That's it's all perception. But uh, I just, I want to I want to make music. I want to network. I want to fuck with people that, like, oh, okay, like, this is dope. I like this. I could hear myself on this. So, and network and, and get to know them. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I do. The, the battle is dope. I feel like battling, and again, everyone out there in the world, I'm a little ignorant on the subject, so my opinion's trash. Um, I just like to put that out because people need to know that you know that your opinion isn't worth much on a subject when you have one. Um, and when it comes to battle rap, the best I see it as it's more like sports. It's a sports. It's thing. a completely different genre. It, you're right. It's like so, like 
you know, uh, as basketball and football, man. Like, they're both dope. They're both real dope. They're the same, same, they're like cousins, like direct cousins. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it's definitely something, um, where it's, it's a, it's a, it's an acquired kind of skill. Um, you gotta be able to like handle pressure. You gotta be able to think with like, there, there's a whole element to battle rap that like, shout out to anybody who fucking does that. I ain't hating on it. I'm just saying that what I'm trying to do, you know, ain't that, um, because again, it is, uh, one of the dudes I came up with, uh, my boy Ray's. He um he's a battle rapper and you know and he you know he fucks with the music too but like that's like his his primary like mo um and yeah nah I mean like it, again it's just a completely different genre and I just got to a point where I was like nah, I, I don't want to do this um, did you do I want to did you do it like past high school no 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 I I've done it on stage a couple of times um I've won I've lost you know and I'm just like eh, this is whack. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I don't like it personally, but that's me. I would kindness battle any motherfucker. You wanna compliment me and I have to compliment you, my guy. I'm fucking going in. I will make you yeah, sound no, like, better I, than that. So like that, you know, I I like it. Like I could wa- but like, I could watch me, it all day. But I like for me we can handle I don't know that I can handle people in my face like that. I watch it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, they're gonna literally get in my face and try to intimidate me and shit. What if I cower? <laughs> I might cower. These are the thoughts I think about. I'm like, I want to fucking cower on stage being filmed in battle rap land. That's how you get roasted. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I mean, I, like for me, it's just like that. You just, you just shut off. I could be a stone cold rock dude and mm. just not even, you know what I mean? I'm just one of those guys, but everybody's different, man. Yeah, I respect um, it. You're good. I respect it. I've become a huge. I started talking to battle rappers on this journey because my dude is really connected to the uh, New York City scene. So I got to talk to like Iron Solomon, and I got Mickey Fax, uh, Poison Pen, and a couple other people. And I learned a lot, a lot, a lot in the last few months about it. And I fucking come to really love spectating it. I just yeah, yeah. Don't think I'm, not... I'm a songwriter. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Again, man, it's all, it's all the same thing. Man. It's all the same genre. Same. Um... Same creativity, you know, it's uh, it's just like b-boy and a DJ and a graffiti, you know what I'm saying? It's just like it's it's just part it. of it. It's like the fifth, it's like the fifth element, man. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I feel like almost. Um, anyway, I, I love these tangents. This is why my shit takes forever, but people get to see how smart you are on a whole lot of subjects. And there's 21 people sticking with us. My numbers are killing it right now. And this is because you're very interesting. I promise you that five. They like you. Appreciate y'all right so already by the time you've done high school then you've done backyard wrestling which is crazy because that's crazy experience you already done battle wrapped that's already crazy because you've done already caught all this stuff going on so you're already practicing like crazy i don't know if you're a fan of the ten thousand hours to perfection theory or to get good or whatever but like that's mm-hmm. serious shit. You, that's a lot of time you've clocked as a teenager acquiring your game are you writing songs at this time too Absolutely. Yeah, I have a shitload of songs. Um, I'm just waiting for the right time. And the right time, what should have been last year when I when I started kind of popping a little bit, but I wasn't prepared. So, you know, and that's it, man. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm working still. Um, I got a lot of shit coming, trust me. Um, I do. I've seen you whip shit yeah. out of your ass that sounds real great. Thanks, man. No, yeah, you know, I'm just trying, I'm trying to work on uh, like kind of just perfecting the craft, man. And just, um, you know, being able to, uh, take, take the bars, but, um, 
also shows kind of the character and creativity because like i said i could I could be, you know, I'm like Batman, dude. I can be whatever Gotham needs me to be. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, I'm, I'm playing with you, but, you know, um, in all seriousness, it's just kind of, uh, what I've been doing a lot, honestly, is um, is listening to a lot of new artists and, like, you know, artists that sell, um, what, what their content is, what their flow is, what different people, again, it's just kind of understanding what people listen to and what they like, Um it's a huge part of trying to expand a network. If you're just saying the same shit everybody else is saying, nobody's going to give a fuck. And then on top of it, if you're an asshole, now nobody's really going to give a fuck. So, you know, th- that's just like the way I look at it. Like Man, your character is That is, is knowledge nuggets. Hold on. I got to use my knowledge nuggets email. That is the biggest <laughs> shit, man. No, dude, you don't understand. But like, yeah, it's true though, man. Like, I had to, you know, like, go, I don't know when you like started started for real, real. We haven't got there yet, but I started for real, real in 2012, and I'm the kind of guy talking about how Hobson's the greatest dude in the world and shit. So like, I had a certain stick up my ass about certain things too. I'm a big old Lil Wayne and Drake hater at this time, and I spent many years being a fucking hater. And then at a certain point, I realized I like Drake. I like all this shit. I really do. It's actually kind of fun to listen to. And maybe a lot of other people like them for reasons. And I started studying music in a sense, right? And so hearing you say that, it's like it's the most important thing. If if you want to be an accessible artist that people in general, you know, because somebody put it to me best. If your song's playing and people's vibing and they don't know it's you, it's like the biggest gift in the world. That means your shit's just flawless. Like they're not paying it. It just fits in. It's perfect. Right, right, right. That's what yeah, no, and I, I think that no matter what, like, you know, you, you're always, uh, you know, if, if you find that, you know, if you're like a, like an artist and, and, you know, you find that nobody's playing you, like, I can promise you, you know, that there, there are definitely pe- more people now today bumping my shit than there were a year ago. Um, but I can, I can also tell you that there's not enough, not nearly enough to be not enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just, it, it's, it's never enough. So you just got to always want more, man. And, um, you know, if you're stuck and you're just spinning your tires and you're not going anywhere, and you're trying to get up a hill. It's like, okay, it, it's okay to go in reverse, get your fucking footing, put the car in fucking drive and back up and get some traction. And it's like, you know, you got to take a step back to go forward. And sometimes that might not even be a step back. It means, you know, it could mean just looking at fishing in a different pond, like, you know, change your audience or um, change your content or, Maybe don't put something out for a second. And you know what I mean? Um, I, I'll be honest with you. Like, like a lot of times, like if I'm entering a contest or something, it's, it's really this. So the breaking records contest, man, like I, those were those bars. I didn't write specifically to that beat. What I like to do a lot is just I see a page. Right. And I just put bars that I have over the, whatever beat it is because I want to be heard. Like I want people to listen to me um, and gain exposure. That's what it's about to me. Winning is great. Um, money is great, but like, I want people to hear me so I can get more of that. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it's like, that might sound selfish, but like, that's no. the fucking goal. That's like, exactly you know what I'm saying? Why I entered it. I didn't so, do this to win. Uh, like I never did a single contest to win. It was always the same thing. You know what I got? Instagram post. And you know what happened? A lot of people fuck with me different because like they saw I was doing shit. So then I started my own contest, but people had seen I was doing all these contests. It was just like, like you should always do something with a real goal and yeah, trying yeah. to win a contest is a gambling goal. Not to 100%. say you shouldn't want to win competitive side. It, but... your, your goal should be to, to, to get better every time, right? But, like, not, again, you know, 
not everybody has the same goals. You know what I mean? Facts. Some people this this might be their this might be their release, and that's the beauty of it, man. It's like you know, some people aren't trying to to take it to the next level. Like me, I don't need to be on. Like I have a goal, which is to make a living off of making music, whether that be being an engineer. Like you know, the the more uh, irons you have in your fire, the better off you are. The chances of me making it as a as an engineer or a producer or somebody in, you know behind the scenes is significantly higher than me making it off of me rapping that's the way you, like that you just got to look at it because there's more opportunities there um fiscal but if i don't but yeah no, no and it's not to say that are out there but like again percentage wise again i'm just calculating it's like it's like uh it's like i robot <laughs> um yeah I'm you know with you, man dude i had to pivot like, conservative like it wasn't like i sat there five years ago and said i'm gonna be a guy that sits there and does interviews a lot like, yeah, yeah. but then i realized you know what i can do to grow my brand um i can go market myself differently but also learn a lot about other people's journeys and try to cherry pick the best shit i hear over the next three years and then apply it to my own shit so it was just yeah, like, yeah. like whatever but it started really working it worked so much i had to back burner my music like you know what if i really want to get more listens i gotta pay attention to what will actually get me buzz in life which is different than maybe other people's shit and so i really love what you're saying because you're spitting some serious facts about how to actually maneuver playing to your strengths within this game it's like really fucking fascinating yeah man it's um it, it, it's it, you see people who who know the maneuvering part and they suck at rap but they they're a lot further than somebody you know with all the talent in the world that don't know how to maneuver so you know you gotta have both and it's like but like before you you only gotta have both if you know what you want to do and where you want to go if you don't want to do that then that's fine but the, you know what i mean if you want to do it it's fine but if you ain't putting in the work that's not fine so um putting in the work doesn't mean putting out a song a week or an album or a drop whatever like you know what i mean um again man i'm old so like the beauty of music is this ain't the NFL. Like, you, you gotta you know, understand. I'm your age, and I call myself old all the time. And everybody older than me gives me shit. So hearing you say it, my guy, man of my own heart. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, man, fuck it. I mean, like, I, I, like you know, whatever, old, young, however, you know, a seventy year old person will call me a baby, right? But like, it, it's all perception. Um, but but in just music, in terms we are of not young. Uh, Joyner Lucas, right? This is this is a dude I fuck with and kind of like right up my alley. This dude is like 31, 32 years old. Like he just got popping. Like Benny the Butcher, this dude's like 38 years old. Like the, the, again, this ain't the NFL. You can start a career off yeah. and make a living and, and you can still work for, you know, at least in this, M &M. Era. this era allows for that in a way that the gatekeeping has changed because that wasn't viable yeah. until like Spotify got grandma wanting to bump new shit and whatever. And a whole lot has changed yeah. that makes this possible. Yo, because I fucks with everything you're saying. You're saying all the shit that I think is super real. It's really cool to hear you say it. Yeah, man, no doubt. No, nah, and it's true, man. I mean, you know, it's we're also from that like era where it's like, you know, like you said, man, we're we went from playing fucking, you know, Super Nintendo and Mario Kart and, and N64 and Turok to fucking Twitch, like talking to each other like yes, in different yes. countries. It's so you know cool. what I'm saying? So like. We're, we're part of that era. Some people look at the, you know, we talked about wrestling. Some, there's people out here, like adults now, who look at The Rock and think he's an actor. It's like, nah, he's a fucking wrestler. Like, you know what I mean? I mean so it's like, um, it, it's, yo, it's up, all. It's hold up, hold up. I got to interrupt you again because of money reasons. 
Golden Jim nah, so from good. Norway resubscribed to the channel, which is fucking cool. Subscriptions are like literal dollars on YouTube. So I mean, not, not no. on YouTube, on Twitch, on YouTube, they're not. So shout out fucking Golden Jenny because that's beautiful. That's what's up. What's her name, Golden Jenny? Shout out Golden Jenny. That's it. And she's from Norway. Yo, what if you, yo matter of fact, um, yo, yo, is it okay if I if we take like a five minute break real quick? Yeah, always. I use that beat, and then I heard him on that beat, and I'm like, eh, eh, my verse sucks. <laughs> um, uh, no, nah, I appreciate it, man. Nah, but dude, that's you. dope because you're on that track, which I can fucking fuck with. And technically, that can squeeze through to my Montreal playlist because the homie CB Max, the opener. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Shout out to Breaking Records for that, uh, for yeah, that down, the other artists on that shit. Uh, I think Jack Gage made that beat, I think. That shit was dope. Uh, and I've gotten, uh, you know, I've gotten a chance to know those guys and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's dope. Um, so, uh, yeah, man. It's uh, I had a lot of fun doing that, too. I'm glad that they put that together, like, in terms of... Uh, you know, just getting everybody who killed the beat over it. You know, it was uh, it was a good opportunity for everybody, uh, exposure, network, all that shit. That's nah, amazing, man. I mean, it's just again, you know, the other than obvious English line. How else can I explain it? You know, it's just fucking cool. I like it. We just got that quoted in the comments. So it's fucking dope, man. Uh, mm -hmm. It was Jack H who produced it from the Breaking Records camp, of which um, Ismail uh, Kelly Maloney is also part of that squad that we were just talking with very recently on this week. But his phone died, so it ended quite a fast, but that's all right. We'll be back with a part two. Um, but your story, like, honestly, you've done a lot of cool to recent, and then we talked a lot about the high school. But what happens after high school for you? Are you still involved in the music? Yeah, I think that was probably when I got most involved into music because it was like, okay, high school's over. Um, I can't go battle people in the hallways anymore. Like, you know, and then I, I st you started, uh, you know, like I said, I was athletic. I played sports. I knew a lot of people from different cities, um, you know, whether it be the, the rich or the poor cities, everywhere in between. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you just kind of got just something that just, I just gravitated to, um, you know, meeting people just in terms of, uh, you know, doing music uh, on the on the producing side. I met producers. I met, you know, and then there's like open mics and, and shows, and you know, you start going to those a little bit, and you you're shy, intimidated at first, and then you start talking to people, and um, you know, you, you just network and grow, man. And, and that's uh, that. But like at that point, I was like, okay, um, I need to be able to see what I can do with this. And uh, that was when I was probably the most into it. That's when I like actually started getting in the booth and like recording shit, like, like an actual booth, not like a, you know, on the microphone on my computer and shit. But. That's dope. So this is like 18 ish, 19 ish, or is it a little bit later? <clears throat> yeah, probably like 18, like, yeah, like, like 17, 18. I, I was always like the youngest in my class. My birthday's in December. So um, I was probably like 17, 18 about that. Yeah, that's fresh. So now we're back on this story. We have a couple of questions from the comments that we could uh, just get out the way because Seab dreads like, get to the questions. And I forgot that they had questions. It is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. No how did you come up with five? And this is from Ismail Gadamsi. Yeah, thanks, Ismail. Uh, so I, I used to be called J5. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was so, it, it was kind of. <laughs> When I was a freshman in high school, um, my boy to this day, his name is Jesse Medeiros. He was a senior and he was uh shout out Jesse. And, 
he was just like one of them funny dudes, you know, always, always kicked out of class in trouble. It was like a bullshit, like, you know, like arts class or whatever, whatever we were in. And, uh, yeah, he, he was just like a real, real funny dude. And he would just call me Johnny five. And, it, um, I had two of my real, real close friends in that class with me. And that was like the inside joke crew. And, uh, you know, they always called me Johnny five and then I went to J five and then it just kind of stuck. Once I started rapping, it was like, Oh, that's, you know, that's five. That's five. Um, and then once I stopped rapping for a little while, um, I dropped the J. Like once I came back, and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna be five. Like J five to me is like, you know, I think of Jurassic Five. I think of like the the, the movie um, Short Circuit. I think you know, I'm like, ah, J five's corny. But um, yeah, that, that, that's how that's how it came about. Um, just kind of stuff. It's a good name. Um, but what about? The nice question, which I realized, but what about the bad transition? But Seab Dread had a question, and he's like, you forgot about me, motherfucker. And I'm like, I did. My bad. It's hard to be a host sometimes. Sorry, folks. I'm a terrible host. I also found out I'm a bad list maker when I host this shit. And so I'm not good at this. I'm just learning. Um, but Seab Dread wants to know. Hold on. I have to fucking scroll. Karis one or Scarface and why? Which one would you prefer? <sighs> That's a, I can't, those are like really like two perfect artists. So KRS was somebody for me that um, I I thought he was creative and dope, but I fucking hate him. I hate like as a person, like I, I just think that he's just somebody that like thought he was way, ni- way nicer than he was. Um, and that's just my blunt, honest opinion. I respect KRS-One and I can bump KRS-One. Um, Scarface, I, I think, was like a little bit more of a, like he kept it real and like animated. Like KRS One was just so animated, you know what I'm saying? Like he, everything he did was just like you know what I'm saying. Scarface was just like that. Like it's like Beanie Siegel and like uh, uh, um, uh, Emmett Hobson. You know what I mean? Obviously, that that's a really really egregious kind of comparison. But just to kind of give you an idea of what i think so no, actually, uh, for me that fucks with your comparison too i was just thinking like i can't talk to my mother so i talk to my dad you know like that kind of like laid yeah, that kind of like gangster you, vibe I would is... um i, I would say because they're also both said, really good storytellers right but they're so yeah, different yeah. with it it's a good question see but i fucking like that question actually yeah no it is it's two very interesting artists because they're, they're not uh two artists that uh, I think would be in a lot of people's disrotation today. Um, uh, uh, with that being said, you know, uh, uh, like I said, I, I don't, KRS just bothers me, like hits that nerve, but I would say KRS probably had more of an influence on my career because I respect KRS. I respect the hell out of KRS mm. um, and what he's done for the game. And, you know, he, he's made a name for himself and he, he's a household name. Everybody knows who KRS one is, um, you know, and Scarface too, but for, for the people who are in this chat right now in this room and, and you know, we know who Scarface is, but, you know, you ask somebody who Scarface is, they're going to think of Al Pacino on the street. You know what Facts. I'm saying? Uh, you have to like, really know about some shit. I mean, maybe here, maybe or in your place, too. I'm sure in Houston, that's not the case, is all I'm saying. Um, yeah. He was actually running for office at one point. So he definitely did a recent political uh-huh. campaign, which big ups to him for, like, trying to use his platform in that direction. Uh, but uh-huh. Karis one was a huge influence on me because I read the gospel of hip hop which is 836 yep. pages long of effectively uh, KRS-One 
he basically wrote like his version of the Bible and like turned hip hop in. Like it's 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 weird. It's a weird read that makes me empathize with why you dislike him. But I have to admit, the book was influential and it helped me change my perspective on community. Yeah, no, and again, it's just like I I don't know. I know there's a lot of people who probably feel the same way I do. I know. Um, well, I guess I would say I would bet that I'm probably in a minority feeling that way. But, you know, a person like, like Kanye is a perfect example of a, of a modern day KRS for me. Like, I, I fuck you. with Kanye. I, I, I could bump his music. I think he's I think he's very creative. I think that his influence on the game is amazing. I fucking hate Kanye. And, and like, I've hated him before. It was cool to hate him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and I wouldn't use hate. Right. That's a strong word. I like, like I, I just there's there's things that and. and the weird thing is, like, I do, too. Like, I like Kanye. I respect Kanye. I don't hate him. I just, I hate how he moves sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, you ain't got to be super fucking humble and Tom Brady all the time. I'm cool with talking a little shit. But I, I think, like, um, like yo, again, I always go back to the phrase, when you're good you, at something, you're going to tell everybody. Like, when you're great, they're going to tell you. Now, I know, you know, numbers don't lie. People have told Kanye West and KRS-One they're great. But, uh I, I don't know. I just I, I think I sincerely that... think Kanye West will be will be running for presidency in a few in in twenty twenty eight. Like this is just all a play in my opinion. I, I mean, I, at this point, it's like you know, it's just like a celebrity like fucking you know show. Might as well just air it on NBC and have like a president show like every Friday. <laughs> but like on the other hand, he flipped a bankruptcy into three billion dollars in like a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like, uh, like I don't know like. Sure, he's got to, like, look, I, I don't want to go, like, too deep on the Kanye train, but I just don't yeah, yeah. think he's, like, as out there. As, like, he says some preposterous shit in terms of framing of word choice more than framing of intention. And I think we vilify word choice more than intention. Like, we don't actually listen to the intention. We go, he said what? And then it doesn't go that much deeper. But when you really, like, look at, like, the other 57 tweets, you can kind of get an idea of what he's trying to say. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I, I get it. And, and to a degree, like, he, you know, he, he's, we're talking about him right now, right? So he's doing something right. Um, and and his, he's a phenomenal producer. I fuck Kanye's beats like crazy, Amazing. crazy. I even fuck with his music. But, like, I, I just, sometimes I look at an individual not on the mic, and I'm like, I don't care how nice you are on the mic. I don't like the way you move. I don't fuck with it. You I know like what I mean? That, so, though. like, no, that's uh, and, uh, and it's like that's just me again me being real i, I don't think that anybody but like there's also people who are like dead you know the diehard kanye fans and you say something like that or diehard anybody fans right and you say something you don't like about them they're like no 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 no, no. it's like you know I, I respect how you feel about anybody you can you can like who you like that's the beauty of this shit nobody's top five is going to be everybody's top five but um you know that's just the way i look at it but no, uh, to I, answer I your question, that's a long answer. To answer your, to answer your question shortly, is KRS one over Scarface for me? Dude, that is like a great answer. That Steve Dread liked it. This is what people dig, man. People like, like fuck with these kinds of answers. They really do, because we get to see how you think, and that's the cool part. Yeah, yeah, and I think too, like everybody, um, you know, has like the diversified. I'm not reading this comment. Diversified top five. You're right. I, I think that like. Um, you know, there's a consensus top five and then there's a personal top five, right? And it's like, you know, the consensus top five is like you can take, you know, album sales, skill, quality, flow, delivery, content, whatever you want and throw it in there. 
Um, and then there's your personal top five. So you might have people like fucking Sean Price, uh, you know, Lloyd Banks, like people who had major influence on you as a person. You don't have to be a rapper. Music hits everybody. So, um, yeah, no, I like that too. I think everybody has a different top five. So. Yeah, that's fresh. So yeah, we're just reading. I don't even have tops anymore. I just have artists I like and artists I don't feel so much, which is kind of where I'm at with that shit. I don't know how to do it, but I also did some weird shit like listen to a lot of music. Now I'm trying to listen to a lot of my city's music, and it's like, it's just, yo, when you actually try to follow music and you try to bump three albums a week, four albums a week, whatever, all of your friends' shits, and you actually try to, it's like you can't have favorites anymore. It's just what's the vibe and the to Certain times of day, I listen to different kinds of music. And that's the truth of the situation. Yo, in the morning, oh, yeah. I need some nice, Absolutely. like, black-eyed peas because it makes me feel like the day is going to be better. Okay? Like, it just, that's the impact it has on me now. And, uh, now you're right. <clears throat> and then later on in the day, okay, now I need some fucking, give me some fucking hard shit because I'm at work or whatever. Yeah, man, music music is emotion, man. That's literally what it is, and that's what you know. So many times you can think of a significant point in your life where you look back and it's like a song sticks out or puts you in a certain spot. Um, it's nostalgic. It you know that's why we love music. You know, um, you don't have to be a rapper or a producer or be involved. You can just be a fan, man. And you can you can even not be a fan, but it, like subconsciously, whether you know it or not or admit it or not, um, that music is, is part of you and it. it, it you know, when when you go work out, go to the gym, you put on music. Like you said, when you wake up and you're going to work, you put on music. When you're on your way home from a shitty day, you put on music. When you're in love, you put on music. When you break up, you put on music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a song for every emotion that you have in your body, and we connect with it. And that's, uh, again, the successful ones know your, know their audience, man. And that's what it's all about, is knowing your audience. Ooh, that's my opinion. Anyway. Your opinion is basically real shit, though. Like, listen, I'm not saying, like, I'm the most insanely cool motherfucker in the world, but, like, I do talk to a lot of people, and it is kind of in all of our vested interest to do some foundational, um, you know, I like that comment. Hold on. I don't even rate Montreal like that. I just suppose any of them, period. I know way too many of these, way too many I don't even know. And I respect that shit. There's, like, a real... Anyway, ecosystem presentation issue in a lot of cities, just to, like, respond quickly to that. But um, early morning Metallica is a good way to get the blood flow. But I prefer 3-6 Mafia to Metallica if I'm in that kind of vibe in the morning, personally. But, like, I don't know, man. This is, it's, it's, it. yeah, I got distracted by that Montreal come. I don't remember what I was saying right before that. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's crazy, like, because, yo, people, like, have all these different vibes with the music and they have all these different ways of interpreting it but connecting with your audience and knowing who your audience is is kind of key like i have to re respect and respond to like what parts of the conversation are going to light up a little bit more than others and try to take note of that okay people fucks with this shit more you know and it's all like you're like you know what something that was weird to me is when people were like stand-up comics were going on about how like without you know, laughter in their audience. They could never figure out how a joke's funny. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. Like, there's so many other ways to, like, find out if your joke is funny and shit. And, like, there's just so many ways to connect and so many different platforms and, and ways of running through this. And it's like, I feel like the way you approach it is just so smart. Like, you probably, like you, you said, you're listening to a lot of pop music now just to understand it. You know how many people just refuse to do that? Yeah, no, you can't. And I and I think that if you're in a spot right now where you look 
at it. Like, cause I believe me, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate Little Wayne. I fucking hate Ti. Like, I was immature. Like. In, in that regard, you know, like I was a grown man at that point, but like, yeah, and musically or just my, my mind, I was closed minded. You can't be closed minded. You gotta understand. Again, you don't have to be, right? You, um, if all you're trying to do is talk some shit and rap bars over shit, you, do, you know, but like, if you want to have a business mindset of it, this, this industry is like 20% talent and 80% business. So, um, you know, if you, if you want to do something with it, then you got to understand that shit. If you don't, that's fine. But pick a lane. Don't stay in the way is the way I look at it. And, and don't try to be like, you know, um, if you're really trying to make it, you, you gotta, you gotta play the part. You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, like it, everything, everything means something, you know, I've, I've grown so much. Like I'll give you a real good example. Obviously with coronavirus, there's no like open mics or shows or anything. But when I was younger, like 18, going to an open mic or something like that, I would walk in the venue and I would see like six, seven people in there. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking whack. What am I here for? You know, there should be a million people here. I should be famous. Right? Like, you know, like that's just how an 18 year old MC thinks. And, um, now it's like if I went to a vid, like a venue as to an open mic, I'm I'm taking what I can get out of like I'm practicing my presence, my pronunciation, my breaths, um, like I'm practicing something. I don't I don't give a fuck if there's zero people in there versus um, a million. You know what I'm saying? Those facts. Uh, you know everything is perception. You got to try to find the silver lining and, and see what you can learn from it and grow. Awesome. That's why you never lose. You're the win, uh, winner, learn. That's it. If you do have interest in coming to freestyle, we throw in a fucking weekly cipher now on Tuesdays when motherfuckers is busting raps on the Zoom call and because it's all freestyles, it just sounds dope because it's not like songs and it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, no doubt. Uh, freestyle, freestyling is, uh, is something that it's like a lost art and uh, there's not too many really good, good freestylers. Um, like... You know, when when I when I think of like people who are nice at freestyling, I, obviously I, you know there's people who can do it, and maybe you kick a good freestyle, but like people who can do it consistently and hop on here and blow your mind, like this, like Mr. Lift, Acrobatic, them are the two dudes who like you know are like you know close to me that I listen to. Supernatural was like one. Um, you know, the, them dudes used to freestyle off the top. That was like how you made your name back in the day. But now it's like it's all written, you know, yeah, which is okay. I'm fine. And I'm saying that like straight up on Tuesdays, I'm the one throwing this event so I can attest for this one. Uh, everybody's yeah, yeah. off the doming it. Why? Because we're making like little conversational. We want to debate topics via freestyles. So you can't have it. Yeah. I mean, you may have it, you know, like sometimes I heard a dude drop a bar here. I'm like, I know where you got that bar from. But like, I'm not saying, and I'm saying this is just an example of like an event that exists because, you know, already my audience, the guys that I know are like, yo, I would love to see five rap there. And I'm like, that's dope. Five's dope. But I'm just saying there are a few things that are starting to pop up because, you know, that like the real life stuff is going to come back for sure, for sure at some point. But in the meantime, I got bored waiting. So I'm like, what can we do? on zoom zoom's dope zoom let's just do it yo if you rapped with that sound quality over any beat right now i'm busted writings off the domes whatever as long as you weren't trying to make it studio it was gonna sound dope it's as long as we just kind of play to the live amateur side of it it's fucking an amazing experience man like we sat there for three and a half hours for the last four tuesdays doing this dude and we're booked up and more beat makers are throwing beats in and it's like a vibe so I don't know, man. I think because, yo, we can't, you can't get away with playing the track and rapping over it on COVID because we can't solve latency. We can't figure it out. 
None of us can, at least. I've tried for like almost a year. So the only solution for me to produce a show is for motherfuckers to go off the dome. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, man. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways uh, you can, you know, network, promote your brand, so forth, um, especially, you know, in this kind of corona slash COVID era. Um, you know, it's, you can, I've seen a lot of contests being run. Um, I've seen a lot of producers running contests for, for beats. I've seen, um, I, I've noticed, and I, th- I think it's a smart strategy, right? But I, I'm st- I think other people are starting, I noticed a long time ago, I think other people are starting to pick up. People usually run contests when they have something to promote for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Which, which is great. You know what I'm saying? That's I got no exactly problem with exactly why that. I fucking started a contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if, if you listen, if, if I'm, I'm going to drop an album, I'll run a contest. You get more people in. Um, and, and it's a win-win because the fans win and the people and the artists win. Um, and you win because you gain a collective. So it's it's a great strategy. I'm perfect. I'm not hating on it, in other words. Um, but I, I think that it's it's because I'm not a hater. That's why I'm not hating on it. There are haters who will hate on that strategy. And once it starts getting kind of watered down, um, pe- people aren't going to, you know, you, you might only have a short window, in other words, unless you keep it entertaining and keep changing it up and adapt. It's adapt to perish. You know what I mean? I think it depends entirely on what you hope to get out of contests. I right, do right, not exactly. have the same end goal of most people with my contest. Actually, um, KRS One said from that book, "Pay your community, and they will carry you." I'm yeah, yeah. Mostly focusing on Montreal. <laughs> And I'm handing out a budget of X number of dollars this year directly into the hands of rappers. At a karmic mm-hmm. level, it's got to be like I'm cool for me sometime. There's no other gain. I just, nobody does it like that. And yeah, my name and brand is everywhere. I get, uh, yeah, I worked out the numbers. It's cheaper to do this than playlists. So if the playlist game is as expensive as it fucking is, if the social media is, this is a cooler way. I get to hand people money. You know what I really enjoy is that story of them accepting my e-transfer. Like, that's a boss move, in my opinion. Um, I don't know if that's what everyone's motivations are, but I listened to Griselda. They taught me about bossing. I'm 33. What the fuck else am I supposed to be doing with my life except being a boss? Yeah, man. No, I think it's, it's don't. I think that no, no matter what, man, above everything else, above money, because like I, I'm not one of these. That, like, yes, I like money. I understand money controls the world. Um, you know, there's money in happy people hands and, and in evil people hands. But I think that like, happiness is what uh, drives me. You know what I mean? So it's not about oh, I need I need 40 followers tonight versus 20 yesterday, or I need 10 dollars today versus the five I had yesterday. It's about just loving what you do and not fucking dreading what you do for a living and going into work you know what i mean or if you do right having something like this where you get to have a show meet interesting people and kind of put your thoughts you don't understand i'm blessed as fuck with my day job i uh, i just got promoted without the raise congratulations it's dope yes now there's three uh ukrainian people that are gonna report to me and my job is now more to enable them to be smart and so i can learn from them that's my new job is to teach them how to teach me how to be smart. <laughs> I mean, that's what you're supposed to do if you're a leader in a company. I watched this fancy video on empathy that explained it better, but um, I'm trying to take my leadership role more than I want to be like, not like a boring shitty boss that cares about numbers and crap, but like, 
Yeah, no, you can't coach the numbers, man. You got to coach the behaviors. I mean, that's like the biggest thing. It's like, you know, um, everybody, you know, has a, everybody learns differently, first of all. Everybody operates differently. Um, so, you know, as a leader, you got to be able to understand, again, just like your audience, man, know your audience, know your people. How yeah. do they learn? How will they interpret it? You know what I mean? In fact. Um, I'm a fan of education. That's why I, I spend so much time talking about the shit I do on here. Is because I know that people watching this like learning. You're not here if you're not somewhat curious. That's what I right, love right. about my audience. Yeah, yeah, no, no absolutely, man. And uh, I, I, I think that we're, you know, it's, it's, it's dope to be able to connect with people who think on the same level and, um, and, and have the same goals and similar interests and stuff like that. But I, I think that like. We're just in a society, I'm learning, that, like, you got to push the envelope. But, like, before, like, if you could picture, like, a scale, right? It used to be like this. You could push the envelope anywhere from here to here. Now it's, like, here. And if you go outside these lines, like, you're just forever. That's it. We're, we're in a completely different era, man. And it's, like, um, you know, dudes like Michael Jordan, right? Uh, obviously, you know, shout out Michael Jordan. Fuck. But Michael Jordan would not be Michael Jordan if he played in today's era because of what he did outside of the court and everybody having a phone in a casino. Like, you know, you think that, uh, you know, you log on Facebook and see Michael Jordan was at the casino 430 in the morning before an NBA finals game. Like he wouldn't be fucking Michael Jordan today. And it's just it's because where everything that you do is under a microscope. Um, so everything Mike Michael Jordan did would be under a million microscopes. So. It's just like, again, man, we're just, you got to adapt to perish, man. You, you got to be able to do the right thing, say the right thing. Any single thing that you say and, and you're done. That's it. You get one shot and there's not a lot of wiggle room. So, you know, that, that's just the way I look at it, man. Like so many people, uh, I should say so few people have um, zero blemishes on their resume nowadays. And it's okay. Like it's okay to not, you know, everybody's got fucking skeletons and everybody's got yeah. um, issues they're dealing with, you know. Um, it's just tough, man. It's, it's tough. It's a tough era that we're in, and, uh, and I think I think social media, man. Social media is like the best and worst thing that's ever happened to to all of us. Um, and I genuinely believe that. Yo, I would look at it like we're going through the start of the third phase of industrialization, and I mean that with reference to the other two phases of industrialization we learned about in history class. Why there were three factors that play into it. I don't fucking remember them, but the last one was achieved with COVID where some great change happened. And yo, I don't think we go back. I think we just develop a new normal that'll make more sense than the current one. And that includes social media. Like <clears throat> we just unlocked a Pandora's box of internet access. And I think a lot of us had this big 20 year learning curve, which is kind of what happened with the telegraph and is what happened with all the shits, right? Society got fucked right up. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, but like we also got to remember shit like the concept of individuality that we understand it with the freedoms to be able to choose things like the way that we can. This shit was like invented by capitalism a hundred years ago, like or a little bit, whatever ago, you know, like it's not like this is how it was for history for all time. Basically, everything we're doing is a giant social experiment for like all of what we're doing is how I like to look at it. So there are no real hard rules. Um, yo, if I got to put a him, he in my Twitter because it shows solidarity with some folk, then fuck it. Why am I not going to do it? Who the fuck cares? You know, it'd be silly for me to argue with the, fight, the trends of the future. 
Yeah, no, it's a good point, man. I mean, you know, it's we're, we're forever adapting, forever changing. Um, it's just like it's like an earthquake, right? Sometimes you get like a three point five, sometimes you get an eight point nine. Like this is an eight point nine to society. Like we are fucking shocking the way we do business and live. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, yeah, no, it's you know I, I got a, a daughter, man. She just started kindergarten this year, and uh, you know we're in almost in March, and she hasn't ever met her school teacher in person. You know, uh, we took like? her school. Um, hell, actually, uh, with with a capital H. Can um, you expand on that because I'm a non-parent, yeah. which yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't get to hear a lot about what it's like to actually hear about it is to be a parent of somebody who's a like you know the kids. I know it'd be weird, but like, yo, a lot of people don't know what that is right now. But it's a real thing that's affecting the bigger conversations in our cities that I don't know a damn thing about. Yeah, no, no, absolutely, man. And, you know, I, like a credit to my wife, who uh, I believe she's still watching right now. Hi, Brett. Um, but, like, you know, she she really kind of like holds down the distance learning and is like uploading, you know, my daughter's do like homework and like coloring pages at like nine o'clock at night on the app and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, really just kind of like making sure that she gets her shit done. Like it's it's a uh, it's responsibility extra responsibility for my wife, right? It's extra responsibility for the teacher. Um, you know, there are things that you can't learn in distance learning. You know what I mean? Um, or, or maybe you can, but like, it just takes a little bit more time. Okay, what's like, an example of that? Cause like, I couldn't answer that. I can't picture it. Com camaraderie, I think is, is probably the biggest thing. You know, when, when you, when you don't have mom and dad or somebody you're familiar with, who are you going to latch onto? Who does, who does your energy, kind of go to well, who's going to be your friend for life right now they're just people on a computer you haven't seen anybody she don't you know um and, and to be honest with you a, a lot of that answer to the question we won't know until she's older right i mean she's the first generation of a class that has had to start school and their journey through grade school and middle school and all that uh, high school you know uh, from from a computer so you know we took her school picture um of like her first day of school picture in, in bed. And, uh, you know, she's got like her little coffee cup with like some milk in it and, uh, you know, her laptop and stuff. But, um, yeah, man, no, it's just like, you know, she'll look back at that one day and be like, yeah, this, this was me. I get to do it. Um, if I'm being selfish, it sucks for me and my wife, man, because like, that was like something we talked about, you know, we talked about being able to, you know, it was like a milestone. Oh, we get to see her off on her first day of school. She's going to make so many friends and who's she going to be like? You know, and um, yeah, man, it sucks. Like, you know, she's fucking halfway through her kindergarten year and she hasn't, you know, she got friends. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, she talks to them. They, they do whatever. But COVID is just fucked, fucked it up, man. Like, I feel bad for her. You know what I mean? Because, like, uh, you want to give your kids the life you never had. I think that's, like, the uh, the ideal feeling of a parent. But, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just, I can tell you what. So she's getting that. She's getting the life I never had because this is something. I feel bad sometimes. My son's three, so he don't really know what's going on as much as she does. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's crazy, man. We're just in a different world, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that's fair, man. Yo, I appreciate you taking the time to answer that because, again, I think uh, the goal that I'm trying to do is to make sure that people see the different sides of five and that you are an interesting, diverse individual with a multitude of things going on because, you know, that's real important for your brand regardless to what your brand may actually be but yeah that story about like not getting that moment and so cherished like yo that 
That hit me in the feels, man. Yo, I appreciate you stills, man. Yo, your your fucking life is not boring. Like we didn't even talk about anything in your twenties though, so I don't know what you did in your twenties. <laughs> yeah, man. Um so uh yeah, no, I you know, I, I I was a waiter for a little while. I worked at the grocery store for a little while around here. Um, you know, I, I stopped rapping for a little while. Um and it was basically you know, uh, a lot of reasons, man. A lot of reasons. You know, um, uh, here I am, 23. You know, uh, I, the confidence was one thing. I wasn't confident in myself. I looked at people who I had thought at the time were like better than me, doing it better than me, that weren't even on. And uh, again, we're in a different generation where we talk about like giving CDs out and like local shoes and shit. But I'm like, man, if they ain't doing nothing, how the hell can I? How the hell can I do it? You know what I mean? I knew I, I knew I could be better and I could do it, and I still haven't proved that, right? But my point is, you know, confidence was an issue. Um, I wanted to start a family. I knew I always wanted to do that. I wanted to be able to, you know, have children and, and kind of do the, the, you know, the, the family thing. And um, looking back, I, I don't regret it. I definitely don't live with regret um i wouldn't trade it i should say i think everybody has a little bit of regrets but um i, yeah, I do right. wish you know it's not like uh, i wouldn't change it i guess but i wish i would have done things differently um sure enough so yeah it definitely is in that low quality range again it might be worth trying to jump off and jump back on okay great you're back with us how's the audio you sound wonderful and crisp again the short story of what he was saying a little bit before is the man had desires to be a family man and took that shit mad serious and therefore chose a noble approach that did not compromise the security of his family and the pursuits of his passions. And that's what I took from what you said before. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you know, um, it, it was something where, like, you know, I, I always wanted to be able to settle down and, and, and you know, do that kind of thing. Um, you know, I fell in love with my wife and, you know, we got married back in 2013. And, you know, this is a late night grind, man. There's a lot of hours that are, that are put into it. And, you know, um, when you want to make it work and it's not that, my you know, I, I chose it, you know, my wife over this or something like that. It was just like, you know, you just start gradually stop going to shows and, you know, you stop writing and, you know, you take on more responsibility with work and you start doing real life shit, man, because we got to pay the bills, you know? Um, and, uh, I, and maybe I didn't have the business mindset. I had the talent. I've always had the talent and the creativity, but just not the business mindset. And, um, you know, uh, in, in 20, I want to say 2019, like I, I literally, I just started getting back into this shit. A lot of people don't realize that. Like I, it's, it's always been in my mind. Like I, you know, when I stopped from like 2011 to like 2018, um, the only reason you know, I know I, that you had nothing out before that is because I actively tried to find shit before that and it did not exist. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of shits on my SoundCloud that are like um, pretty old. Um, I still got bars from like, you know, way back when I throw them over some contest beats every now and then. But um, you could tell like you could tell I, I, I could tell anyway, maybe not you guys, but I, could, um, I liked your older stuff. I just want to put that out there. It was quite enjoyable to me. Yo, we went basically yeah, no, we went I, through your whole SoundCloud. No doubt. Um, yeah, no, nah, it was, you know, it's just growth, man. It, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not anything other than that. It's just kind of who your influences are, um, you know, the, uh, the vocabulary, the experiences, uh, you know, it all plays a part, man. So, but like um, you even did stuff that I would call modern. First of all, you're in your 30s and you just said, fuck it, and I'm going to use SoundCloud. Big ups to you, my guy. I know a lot of us in my age group that are not willing to do that. 
Um, just on myself, I have. I did it because somebody said I only listen to SoundCloud. So I said, oh, that's a fucking big indicator. I should probably not ignore that signal. And I put my shit on SoundCloud. What the fuck do I care? But um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. How come you're not on Spotify? That's a good question. Yeah, so so I am. I, I had so I had put out a recent project called Twenty Twenty Five, and you know, it just wasn't the sound that I wanted. There was a lot of like I, I didn't take my time with it. Like I just I wanted to put something out so people could be able to find me. But I was listening on Spotify one day, and like it, some of the some of the shit was great quality. Some of the shit wasn't. Um, I just had a lot of stuff, so I'm like, you know, I I need to. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right. Once your sound is out there, it's out there. That's what you, that's what your sound is, you know. So, um, I, I wanted to make sure that I could put put together something. Um, Spotify, you know, I, maybe I I just don't treat it like a. Um, I don't treat it as I should. And, and you're right. I should. I should probably put a lot of my stuff on Spotify. I feel like Spotify is for like the projects, the official shit. Nah, like, this God. is like I can give you, you know a counter I mean? argument. <clears throat> I spend fifteen yeah, yeah, dollars a month so that I don't have to go anywhere else to listen to music. And it's an inconvenience to my life to have to go to SoundCloud. Not to, I'm not trying to like word it like that to be a dick to you in a personal way. I'm trying to frame it in how like marketing people describe user experience, right? Yeah, yeah. So like I spend money because Spotify is fresh. I play like a playlist, right? Where it's just on Spotify. Like when I go on the bus, I don't want to be switching apps and shit. I just spend money for convenience. And I don't actually care if it's singles or albums. I'm going to have, like, times where I listen to an album, but then I heart shit. Those are the things I want to listen to again. An example of something I would listen to again, that breaking record shit that has my boy CB Mac and my new homeboy 5 on the same track. That's delightful for me. That's like a treat. And the guys in the middle or the lady, I think, all these people are fucking, I don't know, people in the middle are fucking dope. So it's like, like but I can play that shit like conveniently fitting into my life with zero extra effort. And that's the yeah, thing no, about so, Spotify. So I, I do have, I, so like, I, you know, there's a couple of tracks on there. I just don't have a, like a huge extensive catalog on there. Um, I would say like, you know, it, it wasn't like when I, when I, all right, I'm going to create my platform. Do I want to choose SoundCloud or Spotify? Mm-hmm. I like, I, I'm the guy that like created SoundCloud before like Instagram was invented. Like I was on SoundCloud back in t- like 2010. Before people like SoundCloud, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like I chose SoundCloud. It was like I came back and I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't logged into this shit in 15 years. Let me, uh, you know, reset my password. Obviously not that long, but point point me. And now, like, you're right, man. It's, uh, you know, SoundCloud's like uh, everything's short-lived, man. It, you know, comes well, and goes. That, and, but it's, it's, the thing is, is that you can also be there and then you can also be on Bandcamp. And then you can just also be on more places. It's really like... Yeah, yeah. Yo. Well, that's the goal this year, man, is to really kind of expand. And, like, uh, you know, we talked about when I was younger, um, burning tapes and, and CDs. Like, I used to be the person, like, that would burn people's CDs and, you know, sell them for three bucks, five bucks, a lunch, whatever. Um, I was always way ahead of technology. Now, I feel like I can't fucking keep up. And there's so many apps and streams and podcasts. And it's like, I, I just don't know what people listen to. And I think the answer is everything. So you're right. I think just spreading, you know, just kind of sprinkling the field and seeing where you get the most engagement from and then just kind of, you know, attacking that. Like TikTok is right now. TikTok's the big thing right now. That's going to be gone. And then there's going to be, you know, talk tick that comes out in two years. That's going to blow that shit out of the water. That's just, that's how it works. Everything just, uh, it's always evolving, forever evolving. So, um, that's tough. yeah, no, it's, 
it's tough to keep up with, I guess, is my point. So uh, I think my my opportunity is rather than just fucking dismiss it all and say, I don't feel like keeping up with it, just ride the wave. Are you, you know on TikTok? Mean? So again, I downloaded it. I, I seen a couple of things of it and I'm like, uh, so did you know that there's a bunch of like real people throwing beat challenges around? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, rap on them and shit. would you do that stuff? I've, yeah, yeah. No. So like, you know, when I first came back and stuff, you know, uh, one of my boys is, uh, is, you know, he's a producer. He makes a lot of beats and stuff locally. And, um, he's, he was like, you know, just give me a 16. I just want a 16. Just give me, I'm like, ah, man, I'm done with rap, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'll always be a part of me, but. You know, just uh, the grind is, you know, the grind is the toughest part, man. Um, people don't understand, like, putting out an album sounds like, okay, wow, if I was you, if I had your talent, I'd be putting out, you know, 16-track albums every month. And it's like, you got to understand, it's a fucking grind, man. It's like, I work all day, I got two young kids, I got to be dad, I got to be managing. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking grind, man. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, it looks it looks easy, but it's it's not. And you can't just go spit bars and spit 50 bars over an album and expect people to listen all the time. You've got to understand what people are listening to. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, like mad different rules, right? Because now you got to capture attention over time. Exactly, man. And it's like, you know, what's next, right? And it's like, you always got to you always got to be a step ahead because if you're not, um, and it's like, I feel like I like right now, like I, I wasn't anticipating kind of, getting my name out there as quickly as I did. I'm like, okay, it's going to take me a few years to kind of build. And, uh, you know, I think quarantine was the best thing that happened to me because I was able to kind of get a little bit of a following. I won a couple contests where I was able to be played on Shade 45. And like, you know, and I was like, holy shit, like I'm fucking being played on Eminem's radio station right now. And I'm like, am I, you know, am I there? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, the bars and talent are confirmed. Now it's like, okay, now it's time to focus on the other part of it, which is, you know, 80 to 90% of it, like somebody else in the chat said, it's 80 to 90% of the business. So that's the part I really got to strengthen. I got the fucking bars kind of since I was 14, but it's, it's, it's being able to put it all together. And that's what, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at right now. So but that's kind of um, like why we are having these chats with so many people and like people have asked me and I literally had this on YouTube. So if you're watching this, my bad, it's no disrespect, but uh, why are you picking the people you're picking? Like, what fucking random ass shit are you doing? And I'm like, it's not that random to me. It's like five is at a phase in his journey. What's his like pain points? What's his usage? Where's he at? This guy's at that point in his journey. This guy's an OG legend. This guy's 17. This guy's this that you know. And then I just right, get right, to right. sit here and hear all of your stories. That's kind of yeah. in line with everything. No, it's dope, man. It's, it's, a good, it's a good platform. It's a good way for uh, people to, you know, whether whether or not they're watching it live or they want to go back and check after, you know, it's a good way to, um, you know, like we're all here for a reason. We're all here because we like hip hop. We're all here because we like music. We're all here because we like, you know, entertainment, right? Um, yeah, we're all maybe, still maybe we're here because we fuck with five. <laughs> yeah no no i appreciate it um and yeah man it's just, it's all about you know prog- progression man um like martin luther king said man you know no matter whether you you walk or, or you crawl as long as you're moving forward you just got to keep moving forward so um sometimes you crawl for a little while and then other times you sprint fast as hell like i gained a lot of ground um last year so it's like okay you don't want to take your foot off the pedal but 
again, sometimes you're going to sharpen your, your, your sword and you're going to sharpen. That's where you come and do this shit. This is the loophole that most people don't get. Your name still gets out. You got a lot of people like Iraq is sitting here taking notes like, yo, no disrespect to Iraq, but like you're taking notes on how cool you are and shit. But Iraq was also here doing his own thing, right? So Iraq was sounding great a couple of like weeks ago or whatever we did our thing. So. He's also fucking cool, and that's what it is. I fuck with him, right, man. He's, he's, he's dope, man. He, I fuck uh, with him too. He, he always comes with it, man. He's, he's, uh, there, he's like, he sits there sure. on my shit. He's so fucking humble and polite and cordial. And then, like the next day on Facebook, he's just at this motherfucker's throat, and I'm like, "Yo, Iraq's amazing." Yeah, now nah, you gotta harness it, and uh, yeah, that's that's exactly what it's about, man. It's like you know, um, like I'm a mad humble dude. Um, you know, but it's like you, you gotta snap. You when it's time to snap, you snap. Mm. And uh, I think I think you're right. I think Erod does a does a real good job, a real good job of that. Um, you know, and, and I, I think I think the biggest thing for me, like, and again, like, look, look I'm you know I'm nobody, right? But at the same time, what I would say is uh, I think just no, just just pinpointing kind of when when to react. It's not what you say; it's how you say it. You know, it's Man, I got portables like- with. Say you're nobody, but I can think of a lot of people who know your name that want to be you a little bit in certain moments. That's the truth. Well, I don't. Want, I want them to be them. I just want them to listen to my music. And, and I'm maybe framing you know, it a certain way on purpose. Nah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Respect. Um, but, but I don't mean it yeah. like that. Like I've seen so, dude. A guy I know starts some beef up into breaking records, and you're somehow this catalyst of proof that they're honorable. Okay, like, but like Thanks, you're bro. there, and like people tag you and shit. They want your attention. I see the thirst a little bit that comes your direction a little bit. I'm not saying names or trying to be disrespectful. I think you are the humblest. You're so graceful with it, my guy. I respected you from the jump. Like you're not a guy that was hard. I, to like. I appreciate that, man. You know, and then the, you know it's uh. It speaks to character, you know. Some some people probably have that same feeling that you have, but it goes in in the opposite direction, you know. So, um, look at the end of the day, like you know, it's it is what it is. I can't control how other people think. Um, that you know, the, you, you're gonna have haters. Haters of confirmation. You know, I'm not one of these people that embraces the haters, and you know, and then you know, it's look. I just keep it fucking moving. Like you know, mm-hmm. either hop on uh, or hop off, but get the fuck out the way. Like that's how I look at it, you know. Um, yeah, and that's, how, that's just how you got to be. Like, I respect anybody who's doing it. I'm willing to give advice. And I'm telling you right now, like, you know, people, I probably have just as much to learn from people who you might think are, are, or, uh, you know, I'm better than or, or vice versa. Like, there's there's something to learn from everybody. Everybody, nah, you know. Mean, I'm the right guy to back what you're saying. I'm sitting there talking to 17-year-olds going, what the fuck can you teach me? I don't care about it. I don't look up people's accolades before I book them. I do such a shit job of vetting my guests at this point i mean I, i'm gonna do a little bit job of indicating that it's like what it is but like i don't give a fuck you're interesting why because you lived on the planet <laughs> well yeah man it's don't, don't get me down this this uh this weed high space why we're here kind of conversation because i go all day but like i would bring you back in the future to do that for two hours no problem that sounds like a blessed time yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no doubt, man. I appreciate it. So uh, you know, it's always good to chop it up, and you know, the journey is uh, is always fun. It's, it's fun to hear and listen about uh, you know other people's journeys as well. So you yeah. know, just it's a grind, man. 
It's just always a grind. You just got to keep moving. On a normal night, I would really run this shit for as long as I could stretch it, but this is more of a bonus episode time frame. So I do want to raid my dude's channel and give him some love and bring the audience over is basically what I'm saying because I want to you know, steal his buzz a bit. But I love this interview. So anybody watching, this is a great time to drop your questions for the last little bit. And for you five, let us know what's coming in your next little bit as we close this off. Yeah, no, so, you know, I am working uh, very hard on uh, a lot, a lot of stuff. Uh, so much stuff that, like, I, I really don't know um, how I want to play it. Like, I, I know, like, first of all, like, you know, you're getting something, like an official project from Five uh, very, very soon. Um, it, it's just, you know, I, I need to, I, I got the right people in my corner. You know, I, I got some people that, um, you know, not necessarily plugged in but just kind of the experience part just make sure that it's marketed right i want to make sure that it's right again i'm calculated i'm such a perfectionist that like if it's not exactly how i envision it to be i won't do it so i drop little freestyles here and there to kind of promote it but yeah no i i still write all the time and you know i've invested in myself i'm actually going to turn a little room in my house into a studio um probably before spring um you know within the next i'd say probably like month and a half ideally um, you know, you can ask B Gorman six eight thirteen if that's uh, if that's in the plans. But but you know, I, I bought a mic. You know, I bought I bought the Pro Tools. I you know, I put the studio in my house versus writing and finding the time to go because it's just like the gym, man. You know, if you if you put a gym in your house, it's right here. You now you don't have to go. Yo, dude, so, this is what my room is. I feel you. I mean, it's kind of big, but those are packing blankets all over the walls. I have them on the ceilings, and the the acoustics are good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that's it, man. And it's like, uh, you know, I've, I've been, I've been networking a lot. That's why, you know, bars of death. Um, <clears throat> you know, even the fifty bar challenge. I met a great, a lot of great people from there. Um, you know, breaking records, uh, bridge the gap. You know, there's, there's, I hop in everything that I can, man. And uh, you know, I, I catch a lot of flack sometimes for like recycling bars and shit or whatever. But like, I don't give a fuck because like, I, I like, I'm get, reaching a new audience. People haven't heard me, and then you know, I'm gonna meet the next, you know. Uh, uh, you know, a podcast uh, provider, if you will. Um, I'm gonna meet the next DJ. I'm gonna meet the next artist. Like, I'm gonna meet the next person. They're gonna be like, "Yeah, I fuck with that." Just because you heard it a million times, don't mean nothing. So when I do these contests and shit, you know, I might throw something over. But like, if I'm if I'm coming to win, like I'm writing some fresh shit. Mm. Um, but it's just like again, I, I haven't been writing a lot of fresh shit for contest purposes because I'm working on my sound and my craft and shit. So. That's the long answer. The short answer is absolutely. I'm, I'm looking to put out one, if not two, projects uh, this year. Where uh, and, and I'm working on some some pretty good features too. So um, my money's my money's uh, obviously always an issue in terms. Of, I would say an issue, but it's always um, a factor in terms of who you can get. Uh, but I've been kind of just doing my research, and I got some ideas in mind. So um, yeah, I'm gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> I promise. Awesome. Or, so we did get two questions as we uh, build up for our raid moment. Uh, Ismail wants to know, who are your favorite fast rappers slash groups? Um, I, I think, uh, I guess you can classify them as fast rapper now. Is M. I, I think that Eminem has just mastered the art of rapping. Like, he's just mastered it. Syllables, syllables are everything when it comes to fast rapping. Um, but I like, um, I, I grew up on both those comedy. So, you know, both of us was always fucking real, real dope. 
Um, I think Hobson is real, real dope today. I think that he got that fast flow down. Um, he's a little gimmicky, like not for me, right? But just like just uh, the consensus of him. I think. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I like it, but he is. Um. So yeah, yeah. Now, if you were so, uh, I don't know if you guys you ever heard of that dude, Passionate MC. He's from like around my my way. He fucks with him a lot. Um, he was on like one of his like lunch. Uh, I think it was like a lunchroom cipher like back in the day. Um. Anyways, you know, I, I don't want to get too much about that. The point is, he's from he's from my 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 town, so Rhode Island. What up? Um. I would say you know, Twist is dope. Bust is like you know. Buster like fucking invented this shit, so you know Buster's like right. legendary to me. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody like outside the box that a lot of people wouldn't like. Uh, really, really quick, to, quick to think of. I, I like people who are um, like the multis, people like AC. Like he's he's real creative with it and puts in words and schemes that you're like, oh shit! It was like right under our noses. We could have thought of that word, but you know. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, I think as far as groups, you know, I think I think Wu-Tang is a classic, um, you know, that part of kind of who helped raise me um, in terms of the music element. I like, um, you know, G-Unit was dope. I like Lloyd Banks was like huge mm. for me. Like he was like so clever um, and like being clever goes a long way with me. So I, I used to like G-Unit back in the day. Um, they just made dope fucking bangers that I still bump today. So, um, Banks was always my dude. Um, you know, I, I like Tech Nine. Obviously, you know, Tech Nine is a, you know a legend with that shit too. There, there's so many fast rappers, and it's like it, it's a it's it's a it's a thin line because the people who can't do it like that, or the people who you know, they're like oh, he's just rapping fast. Oh, that's all you can do is rap fast. It's like you, you catch a little bit of flack from it, but if you're saying something when you rap it fast and you hit your syllables so people can hear what you're saying, it's a different story versus being like, you know, lyrical, miracle, spiritual, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a huge difference between doing that. Um, you know, I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, and, and for me, it's going to be Eminem. I mean, Eminem's just mastered it. He's just, he's flawless. That way, would it? Yeah, I appreciate that answer. I mean, it's Ismail's question, so it's hard for me to be like, I don't know if that's the right answer. The other question that we got was from E-Rock. He wants to know if there's going to be a collab between you and LMS. That would be dope. <laughs> uh, we've talked about it. I can tell you that much. Um, we don't have uh, you know a beat picked out, but I would love to work with LMS. I think he's creative as fuck. Um, he's somebody that, like, you know, you're saying all these great, wonderful things about me, man. Like, I look at LMS, and I say the same shit about him. Like, he he got his breath control perfect. You know, he, he's a, he puts in the work. Um, you know, I his content. Oh, him in interviews still from, like, one of the other kind, the, October, the Novembers or whatever that Beat Genius did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, LMS to content. He just never followed up. So I'm like, okay, it is what it is. But he seemed to be busy killing it everywhere. Yeah, so no, we all we lives, man. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I, I, you know, it may not be personal, but yeah, no, I, I like LMS. You know, I, I think that he's somebody I definitely like oh, to work I with. Fucks with him so heavy. Like honestly, I hear you and I feel everything you're saying. I felt that way about him too. Um, I wasn't saying it bad. Like when I told him, I'm like, I see you're too busy fucking winning to like pay attention. And I'm like, I get that, my guy. Go keep winning. 
Like, he literally turned down my interview to win one of these motherfuckers. I'm like, okay. But it wasn't like, turn it down. It's like, yo, it's open. Whenever the time is right, it's there for him, and I'm going to prioritize him. Yeah, no, but I think it shook the words out of my mouth, man, prioritize it. So I think that we all have good intentions and say, yeah, that sounds great. I'd love to be able to do that network. And then something comes up where, yeah, you know, whether it's winning the bread or just working on your craft, you get caught up when, you know, when you go down the rabbit hole with this writing shit, it's like nothing, you know, that's that's the mindset you got to have. It's, it's like, God gets you. Like, yo, I can't even record now. I'm so rusty. I'm offbeat and shit. I'm like going in late and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've, I've, I've let myself slip so far, but I'm doing all this shit. So I'm not, I'm not mad. But I hear what you're saying from the opposite ends because it's actually hard for me to come through and do it as well as I would like to because I'm not able to put the time in like I would want. And I feel like I, I respect what you're saying. If you're in hot streak, you don't fuck that shit up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no, 100%, man. Nah, yeah, I, I definitely fuck with LMS. Uh, yeah, lots to do is, man, um, you know, I'm, I'm working on. So um, I'd love to work with Anyway, I appreciate having you here, my guy. I don't want to drag this out. Yo, sh shout out what the F13 for the follow. That's super cool, too. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate you being here. I think this was a mad lightning, mad enlightening conversation. I don't know about your wrestling. I don't know how smart you were to the degree that you are. Like, you, this guy is very smart. Like, I'm going to be talking with him, I'm certain, in the future. Because, yo, I see you. I see your brain. I saw what you do with it. Uh, that's fucking cool. Your music's on point. I appreciate the way you see life. I feel like there were knowledge nuggets gained on this shit. Um, I just, I think it's cool. Uh, believe it or not, this is one of my better streams in history. So thank you for that. Uh, from a numbers perspective, it's a gift that you helped me achieve. So that is amazing. So thank you for being part of this moment. Um, and yo, most importantly, as much as it's dope to have five here and it's dope to have our conversation, thank y'all watching this though. Cause again, it's like a live show and there were people in the audience watching the live show. That's wicked stills to me. Like, I don't care what anyone says. It's a blessing every single time it happens that people still come. Cause yo, I go live a lot and people keep coming. So every time I say it, I mean it because it baffles me yeah. that it's real, you know? Um, but so thank you for real your engagement your questions your curiosity your willingness to debate tech nine's qualities as an album that shit's dope to me that they're having a tech nine sidebar conversation right now you know that's fucking <laughs> crazy cool um so yeah thank you for that um, so for those, for those in the future watching this on the youtubes and shit thank you for that being there and uh, spotify whatever you're watching it on and listening blah 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 thank you we appreciate you um subscribe if you're feeling like subscribing or following etc blah blah blahs like the videos all that youtube your crap whatever special thanks to the patrons it's mel good mc chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and scribble they're dope they support what we do if you're on twitch and you support what we do and you happen to have amazon prime it's free to hit that little subscribe button which is a little bit of dollars which is dope um and if you're in the future and you're not here now uh patreon.com slash behind that suit that'd be hella dope uh on that note appreciate y'all do you have any last words last last words for the peeps yeah i would just say that um you know if you, if you want to be able to follow me um you know uh instagram is, is a big one that i'm on uh which is at five f-i-v-e underscore hip-hop um so again f-i-v-e underscore hip-hop and that's usually my handle for for everything youtube soundcloud i am on spotify there's no underscore there it's just five yeah, let me go ahead and link that for the twitch live for the peoples and then yeah, in yeah, the yeah. future all of your links are going to be down below 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, nah, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something where you know, uh, followings matter, numbers matter. You know what I mean? It's like you know, I, I met with people, and it's like you know, they see my following, um, and it's like you know, compared to somebody who's got the views. Like I got videos with some views. You know, um, I bet I like the grime old ciphers and shit. Those, those guys do do pretty good numbers, but um, I, I I'm somebody who's just. I, for the life of me, I just have the integrity where I want it to be all organic, man. I want to do it the right way. You know, you can pay for views and followers and all that shit. And it's like, yeah, it's all right. But like the people who are doing that don't have the fucking mindset to survive in it. So they're never going to make it anyway. So, you're killing um, that guy. In my opinion, you're crushing. I give a shit about you. No doubt, man. I, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. So yeah, following is the biggest way you support, man. Yeah, and you uh, see that Instagram link right there in the yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and hit that. And in the future, in the comments, descriptions below, wherever you're watching, it's going to be there too. Go follow. And then all that stuff. Show love. It's important. Yeah, man. Appreciate everybody who shows love. You know, appreciate you for having me, man. We'll definitely do it again sometime and chop it up. Thanks to everybody. And uh, yeah, whether you're a fan or, or whether you're a fan or artist, keep doing your thing, man. Salute. Awesome. On that note, live long and prosper, everybody. Mm-hmm.